Another night you're on my mind I'm hypnotized but I cannot find the signs The signs for the tube to come home I need the tube to get home Another night I'm here alone My eyes so tired from staring at this phone why won't you call and come home, please call and come home And I know that you won't come just for the cash But will you come for my bangers, my beans and mash Every time I come, I produce a quad. Put on your life vest, let's jump. And 
That's what we're going to do. Good morning. It is a Friday. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, The Arnie State Show. Wow, what a show do we have today. Why are you giving me that look? can't hear anything. Why can't you hear anything? You can't hear anything? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear anything now? Oh, no, I can hear you. Okay, good. Oh, you God. can hear everything? All right, shut up then, sir, for a second. Uh uh, good morning. I already said all that. We have so much stuff to update you on. First thing I got to update you on is sad news. I am not going to be able to be on the Mikey podcast tonight. I will not be on that show. Uh, it, it no, no big deal. We're rescheduling because I had a prior commitment 
And that prior commitment goes to our first person that's here today. Well, actually, the first person here today is actually Braddy Kid because she was actually in the studio. I got to give her credit on that. But Christopher. You fucking whore. Fuck you. Yeah, that's it. Go home. Get my dinner ready. He started the show off here on the Mixler board saying, good morning, ass family. Sorry, guys. No review today. I know I put myself through a lot of terrible movies for your show, but I do have my limits. Also, PSA, everyone, the leaders of Hamas have called for a global day of jihad. So you know what that means. Be extra uh, uh, conscious of your surroundings and report suspicious bags, packages left in unusual places. God bless America. The Taylor Swift movie is the only major release this weekend on a Friday the 13th. Now, yes, today is that day of days, but... But our, our, our guest in studio, um, the one and only, oh my lucky stars, Braddy Kid is actually in the house. Good morning, Braddy. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I, I'm well. She responded back uh, as the show's TS expert. That's Taylor Swift, I would assume. Uh, Christopher 13 is her lucky number. So that's why it's on the 13th, right? Yes. The movie, the premiere of her movie. Yes. Uh, Era's Tour, I believe, is what it's called. Hold on, let me get a couple good mornings in before we get to the the major updates. Uh, See, I'll be going to that movie tonight. He is so excited. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Uh, Going to see the tour, the Era's Tour movie instead of being on Mikey's podcast. Well, well worth it. Uh, Derek Becca, Becca. says, good morning, ass family. Hope you have a great time at the game. Arnie, T-G-I-F-F-F-F-F. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. That's the other big update. Woo! Wednesday, I will be at the Rangers game. My boy Tommy called me yesterday. He says, hey, man. What you doing Wednesday? I don't know. He goes, you want to go to the Ranger game? I said, well, well, how much? He goes, oh, I got it. You get parking. I was like, hell yeah. I imagine we'll listen to Creed the entire time. And yesterday I got nothing but grief about my wonderful experience from a certain person who's in the studio right now whose name is not Bubba. Um, eh. I don't get to go because, eh, nobody likes me. Eh, I don't get to go. Eh, his son gets to go? What's that? That's the grief I got yesterday. I'm still going. I'm still going, and it's going to be awesome. What did you say you were going to make? You were going to make a pot roast on Wednesday? Yeah, and eat it by myself. You dick. All right. So, uh, update two is I'm going to game three. I'm uh, not. No, no, you're not. Uh, update four, uh, all the PayPal stuff has been taken care of. Y'all don't have to worry about anything. You're probably going to get an email saying, hey, this has changed. Uh, so all that's taken care of. Now, people are going, wow, Braddy Kid's on the show today? I, I, I wonder what, what, what what's going on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the days of Casa State's life. 
we have an update. Now, I know a part of the update, but I don't know the entire update. There's new twists and turns and a part 2.0. So, Braddy Kid, take it away. Okay, so as Arnie was throwing it in my face that Tommy hates me and rather spend time with his kid and yeah, Arnie okay. than me. Yeah. Um, that um, my daughter texted me to tell me that the donor has decided that he's lonely and um, <laughs> he's, he's going to move to Maine. Wait, 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 wait. So, so he, 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 let me walk this through for everybody. He, at one time, when he left the house, lived seven minutes away and rarely saw his son. Then he decided to move about a half hour away, saw his son even less. Then he moved an hour away, hour and 20 minutes away, see his son even less. He's seen his son, what, twice since what? I think he's seen his son probably five times if it's been more than that, it's not by much, since December of 2022 when he left my house. Okay, so he's now decided to go to Maine. He's going to go to Maine um, and and be with his little friend in Maine. Um, and he told my daughter that he was going to, um, he wanted to come by this morning to say goodbye to Roscoe on his way to Maine. Now, now he's going to live with a friend. It, 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 there, there's a. I know this part of the story. What's the juicy detail about the friend? Whoopsie. Uh, the wife of the friend was under the impression he was coming a little later, not like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wait, he has a wife. He has a wife. And a, a child. A new baby, right? The baby's the same age as Roscoe. So pretty new. I mean, you know, Brosco's got some dents on him already, but you know he's all right. Yeah. So he's he's new. So 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 the donor's moving from Texas to Maine to live with a buddy who's married and has a child. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe he can learn how to take care of a child and be part of a child's life while he's in Maine. Well, I did. I I I doubt all that because. But, There's a lot I doubt. But he still wants to see Roscoe. Um, so maybe he suggested that Roscoe could come visit him. Mm-hmm. Um, in Maine. In Maine. By the way, he's moving to Maine at the beginning of winter. Does he, does he not understand how seasons work? You're getting a little ahead of yourself. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You're I apologize. You're a little ahead of yourself there, I, buddy. I'll slow it down. Maybe... maybe um, Maybe my daughter could fly out there with Roscoe and come hang out for a little bit, too. That none of this is happening. But the update, we kind of went rounds yesterday. Like, how, how far is he going to make it before his piece of shit car breaks down? Or um, maybe he decides to turn around that he's a moron. Um, you know, the, up, the update is he's now, it's wintertime there. Right. Well, it's, it, it's the beginning. We're starting to push yeah, winter in. Yeah, yeah. So 
why why move at the beginning when you can move in December? He's going to now move in December to <laughs> Maine. Where, where, where is he going to stay from now until December? Well, because the update I got yesterday was things were not good in his love life, and yes, and things are things are now no longer in his love life because he's going to be moving to Maine. So they broke up, but I guess they're going to live together until December. So maybe they were smart and signed a six month lease okay. instead of a. Maybe he finally learned a lesson. Maybe she's breaking. the smart one. Well, well uh, no, she picked him. No, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So. So he's waiting until December when we're in the throes of winter. Yes. So obviously he's not going to be a lobster fisherman, uh, Sawyer's dad, because, well, those boats are already going to be out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, nothing's going to be out because everything's frozen. Yeah. Moving to Maine. Okay. So it, in December. You know, I thought it was, I, I honestly thought it was dumb that he was going to move today. By the way, I obviously he's not going to see Roscoe today. So no, no, no. So he didn't. Of course, he didn't come see his son today. No, of course not. He asked to see him last weekend too, and, and didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I thought moving today was dumb, but no. You know what? This kid, he he doesn't. He does. He he always surprises me with how stupid he can get. So he's going to move in December. In, oh, in December. Brilliant. Merry Christmas. Just brilliant. Oh, that's yeah, so fantastic. Okay. By the way, we, we've done a little bit of research, and just because you move out of Texas doesn't mean Texas isn't going to go after you. Mm-hmm. Because I believe he's quite behind. He's, he's quite behind. I mean, mm -hmm. enough that maybe a warrant might be out for his arrest shortly. And um, well, by December, it should be by December. It will definitely be out. <laughs> I mean, it'll be out before Thanksgiving. Oh, what a, what a Christmas miracle it will be. I mean, it could be <laughs> trick or treat. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know, I, I, I'm just going to tell you this right now. I, this is what I thought yesterday. I thought that he is uh, he knows how far he is behind. On his payments. Oh, he knows. He knows how far he is behind, and that's why he was going to move today. And then he realized, wait a second, I've got until, and, and he's probably terrible at math. He thinks that he has until December before he has to run. Because this is all he's doing is running. I mean, e either that or the wife put her foot down last night and said, that motherfucker ain't moving in here for another couple months. And then maybe he ain't going to move in here. I'm saying he ain't making it to Maine. He ain't making it to Maine because I'm saying that wife... Wife, wife of them know what's going on. They know the whole situation. And, and hubby said, it's none of our business. And wifey says, the hell it ain't. Mm -hmm. We ain't having no deadbeat in this house. So I think he's trying to uh, hold off on going to Maine because he don't have a place to live in Maine. Oof. Well, well, he's here till December then. So that's great to know. I mean, do I get him a suitcase for Christmas? Do we get him some Garbage bags. I mean, How about we get him some handcuffs? <laughs> I think that would be the, the, the wisest choice is to cuff him and stuff him. Now, you have another update that I have no idea about. Yeah. but it, Oh, uh, I'm so delicious. <laughs> I am so excited about what this is. Okay, so we, we know how 2.0 um, 
race car driver vroom, when he takes right off. Right. Like they, we they go from like zero to a hundred when we we get in the car and take off. There's no like gradual start, backing up as. No, uh, the, he he's he's run over trash bags and then you know didn't tell us the truth about that. Um, we saw him a couple uh, about a week ago. About a week ago, we were coming home and uh, I noticed in the uh, in the car in the slow lane. In the right-hand lane, I was like, hey, it's 2.0. And, of course, he's not paying any attention to anything. I'm giving him the finger the entire time. Uh, He doesn't look over. He takes off. And when I say he takes off, he takes off like California Adventure, that fucking roller coaster at Disney. I mean, he just fucking... You talk about my driving's bad. Those curves aren't that bad, huh? My God. Anybody that makes you a good driver is scary, and I he is I can't see curves on the right side, so Arnie always, you know, mm-hmm. dramatic when I go over a curb. We have four-wheel drive and big tires. Come on now. Be a man and drive them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. So, um, race car driver picks up Roscoe yesterday and is driving home, and about five minutes, and, of course, my daughter's telling me this at 1130 last night. And my heart stops, because I can care less about him, but my grandson is with him. Car stops five minutes from the house, just dead stops. And, um, well, it barely would turn back on. Tow truck driver, they were able to get it off the road and and stuff. And uh, they had the car towed 30 minutes up here from their house. There's a dealership. In their town, and they decided to have it towed up here, and they said because that dealership couldn't get them in until Tuesday. I said, I think we know people that that might might know somebody there. Wait a second. But hold on, hold on before you. Hold on. You've so, got to be kidding me. I said, well, doesn't he work at a dealership? Why didn't we tow the car to his dealership? Maybe they give him that employee discount. Wait a he's second. Such a great employee. Wait a second. They didn't tow it to his dealership? No. Because they live 30 minutes away now. They didn't tow it to the Chevy dealership in their town. Right, which, but, but by the way, by the way, I happen to know the owner. Right, that's what I said. I think we might know somebody that works there. But I didn't want to go that direction because, you know, they hassled her. Oh, yeah, well, according him. to him, yeah. Yes, but... I said, well, why don't you take it to his dealership? Maybe you'll get a discount. And the res- that let me let me pull up her text message. What wow. was the reason was? Um, because he said his work will overcharge. Well, no shit. You're going to a dealer. They're always going to overcharge you. So do not go to the Nissan dealership in Rockwall, Texas, because if you get your car done. Pair, car repair done there. They're going to overcharge you per 2.0. I'm gl- I think their dealership would love to know that it's out there. But hold on. He gets a discount. So I asked her, what's wrong with the car? Uh, well, Okay, so last uh, night it was, we're probably going to buy another car. Of course. I said, well, why are you going to buy another car? What if it's just the battery? What if it's just the alternator? What if it's just oh, something simple great. fix? This is great. What it, she says, well, what if it's a $2,000 fix? I said, that's $2,000 versus $20,000 for a new piece of shit car. Mm-hmm. 
So I said, why don't you just say that he wants a new car? Because from the day he started that job, he's not talked about getting a new car, right? Right. So fast forward to this morning, cars towed all the way to Rockwall, Chevy dealership. So they're at the Chevy dealership. Moron. Moron. <laughs> so Moron. At the Chevy By dealer. the way, I could have got him a deal at the fucking dealership in his damn town. So, <laughs> the, I asked him, so what's... And, and by the way, they could have got their own dealership in love because they bought a car there. Right. Fucking A. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so I said, so what's wrong with the car? And she says, well, it's going to cost, or she's told me it's going to cost three to $8,000 to fix the car. And I said, oh, well, what's wrong with it? Okay, um, who's on here? Who's on here that's smart? Is Fred on here maybe? I don't know. There's a bunch of guys. How do you flood the engine with oil? How does that happen? Because that's what happened to the car. Did he put oil in the gas tank? No. Is it from him taking off like a... Freaking bat out of hell? Uh, what I think, and, and I've heard people do this before, um, I think he tried to change his oil but didn't take the old oil out and just put more oil on top. That's what I think happened. But we, like, like I said, like we said, we have a lot of people here. Now, look, I can't hold you too much longer because you got to get going to the movie theater. Arnie is so excited. He asked for me to go to the movie theater no. and try to switch our tickets to no. an earlier show because it's going he to be is sold out. so excited, guys. No. She wants to go so she can get the Taylor Swift buckets of popcorn. The buckets are going for at least $100 each online. This right bitch now. is getting one. I will fucking whoop some little kid's ass. I don't give two shits anymore. The first movie starts at 2. You were planning on showing up at 10. I'm just telling you, you need to get your little ass over there. Well, I got to find out how they flooded the engine. Okay. Oh, okay. Are, oh, you're waiting for them to text you back? Well, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. I'm trying to okay. read these people. Uh, let's see. Uh, let Let me go through some of these good mornings. I might not get to them all today. Sorry about that. It rise. And I wear my shirt. Okay, that's what you get today. <laughs> rise. Sorry about that. Hockey guy. Oh, you have helped me so much fixing everything. Thank you, hockey player. No, your oh. eyes. I did not. Uh, let's see. I, I don't don't get ahead of me reading this thing. You're going to confuse me, lady. Uh, v. Coop, good morning. Notorious Rev, good morning. Uh, Ralphie. Like a pink nightmare. Says, good morning, ass family. Have a fantastic Friday. Trash Panda, hope your day gets better. Colin in the house. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh, my God. Oh, dick twist. Jameson, good morning to you, young man. Notorious Rev, good morning. Straight fire in the house. Well, Lottie freaking dog. Along with gold. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, boats and hoes, that's how the song goes. Happy Friday, safety guy. Today's my brother's birthday. Uh, so his dad says, good morning, Arnie and Braddy. Damn, no, Arnie, I'm Mikey. Holy shit, Arnie, you weren't lying about the Spanish station. I checked for research purposes, and they're fucking AM. How the mighty have fallen. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mage in the house. Hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? Uh, Domo, arigato. Round here, 
We speak American, okay? Says, Good morning, Ask AIG. So I haven't watched Monday Night Football in a long time. Delta texts me, man. He's going wild. Dad, did you hear the new song? And I watched What the Fuck, Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg. Did you hear me yelling What the Fuck from Japan? Bring back Hank. Yeah. Oh, I went off on that before. I mean, come on now. Uh, Stinkfest, good morning to you, my friend. Maine, Texas, no, no. Oh, Fred is here. Why can't car seats fit in the back of a Mustang? Because men can't have kids with other men. Uh, let's see, it's because he knocked up his main squeeze. Mm-hmm. Stupid dick in the house, good morning to you, my friend. It's t-shirt time? 12 tennis t-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 12 tennis. It's t-shirt time. Bam! T-shirt 4T5printing.com! Everybody knows it's t-shirts. They are blasting the show at Covered Bridge Festival. This place is packed already. Well, good morning, Covered Bridge Festival. For all your t-shirt needs, go to 4T5printing.com. Uh, what's wrong with this guy? Snip yourself. Uh, Jesus is all I can say about the updates. He's going to be a lobster fisherman. There's Pammy, uh... What's a higher number, temperature in Maine during winter or Spone Turner's IQ? Oh, the, the temperature in Maine. I, it's got to be. All right, let's see. Soap on a rope. Let's see. Morning, y'all. Alicia in the house. Hold on a second here. Let's do that. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom man. Fred says, oh my fucking God, he put too much in it. Too much oil, that is? Yes, he put too much oil in it. Who called it? Uh, Who called it? Who called it? uh, The response is, no, he did not put oil in it. Liar. Uh, Overfill it. it. Does it leak oil? I can honestly say I've never heard of that. You flood the engine with oil when you blow ahead. Well, I can tell you that I don't think it was leaking oil because he parks in my driveway like he as if he blew ahead. Oh, Fred says, what a fucking retard. And that's from Fred. I mean, <laughs> he put oil in the wrong place or he broke a seal. He uh, didn't put it. He didn't touch the oil. He, okay. He's not that smart. Did Brady make friendship bracelets for tonight? No, but let Damn me it. tell you. That poster that we get tonight, because this bitch will be getting some fucking posters. Uh-uh. We will be getting some fucking posters. I will throw down. Fuck this bitch, right? <laughs> Fuck this bitch. Okay? That poster is going to go right up next to Pops. Right no, above that no hat. It is this not. Spot right no, there. no, it's not. Hey, yeah. it's Enrico Palazzo. Jazz man says, happy Friday, ass family. It's been a short week, but long hours. I'm so ready just to hide in my cave and not socialize. Uh, have the best possible, everyone. Second part aftershock review on fans page. Braddy, if you put too much oil in an engine, it's very, very bad. So, oh, and it's a Chevy. It's not a Nissan. He works for Nissan, but he yeah. drives a Chevy. Uh, Warbird, you talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying. Son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Woo! Good morning, Warbird. Uh, it says when you blow ahead, that's when you flood the engine with oil. Now, I don't know anything about cars. Me either. That's why I take it to the dealership. How do you blow ahead? Well, no, they, 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 not the way you do it. My son's listening. You got to mm. keep it clean. Uh, 
Uh, Warbird, I'm ready for some football. UNR, UNLV, Bama, Arkansas, 49ers. I love the weekends. Kyle says either just filling up too much oil in general or blowing a head gasket or a cracked head. Ruined it on purpose, Triple Mom says, to get a new car. Damn, damn, damn. Dick says, thank you, buddy. Have a great show. Uh, Better get me a taco, corn dog, steak sandwich, and some nachos. All these watching Jesse Jamie set up to make me hungry. There you go. Uh, When was the last time that car even had an oil change? What's the mileage? That car is a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, it is, and it has been. Uh, What model is it? It, uh, I don't even know. Equinox? Something like that. It's one of those smaller Chevy wannabe SUVs. It's a Katrina car. Blow a head gasket. Get it too hot. Hmm, get it too hot. I wonder if maybe speeding, like taking off from a zero to 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be uh, let's be real. I would have whooped his ass if I would have uh, if I wanted to race him the other day. Oh God, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, but we didn't want to get a ticket. Or yeah, kill we're anybody. not stupid. We know where the cops hide out in Rockwall, and they love to follow me. They love to ride my ass. Mm. He works for Nissan and wants to race cars. What an idiot! Evict him from Texas immediately. Oh, I want to. Getting too hot, possibly by constantly flooring the gas and putting too much pressure on the pistons. <laughs> What a moron. So he broke the car. Yeah, he broke the car. So, of course, though, you know me, Mama Bear over here, what do I do? I say, go ahead and take out that $20,000 loan. Add more stress to that relationship so she kicks him to the curb. So I'm going to go look for cars. I'm going to start searching for cars from the day and just send them to him. Now, since I have you. My time is valuable. No, oh, I, I know your time is valuable. I'm a valuable. busy person. Um, you have you have done an amazing job of getting our house back in sorts. I want oh. to I, I want to take this time to say it's so amazing not to have to watch you do dishes because I can't do dishes because you made fun of me. Um, <laughs> I did. You all should see him load a dishwasher. Yeah, it's pathetic. Uh huh. Um, but you do a great job keeping the floors clean, keeping everything clean. Uh, it's amazing that I've only had to take the trash out like maybe twice this week. I think the trash people were confused when they picked up our trash. Oh yeah, because usually we're overflowing. Um, and you've also uh, yesterday. I have to say thank you so much for deep cleaning my office. I really do appreciate it. the office looks fantastic, and you deep cleaned their bathroom since they moved out. Now their room. It's it, you, 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 you spackled, and then you painted, and then you've got an accent wall like you're some kind of interior direct decorator. I don't even know what this blue color is called. Indigo. Something's, no, it's not. I switched colors. Oh, did you? You son of a bitch. I'm a son of a bitch. And you are. I did, but let me tell you, this fucking color is so beautiful. It is like I want to paint the entire fucking house. This way. I might paint all the other three walls. I'm Picasso now. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're in that headspace because I said something the other day and, and I got a little spark out of you. And, and, and that's what you and I do. That's this relationship. We try to get a little sparks out of each other every now and then. Sometimes it sparks up a little bit too much, but I already apologize for that. Um, so you painted this room. You I got one more coat. One more coat. On the accent wall. Um. <laughs> B. Coop says, paint it blue. That's very Edna of you. <laughs> well, you know, I am part of the family now. Got to keep it in the family. Um, 
we know that this relationship is doomed. Yes. We know that this is not going. And now putting a new car on top of it. Why do you think I'm Mama Bear over here? I'm just going to push the buttons right before Christmas and right before their Vegas trip. Oh, yeah. They aren't going to Vegas now. <laughs> he ain't got no car. They ain't going to Vegas now. Um, what you going to do when she moves back in? Oh, I am fucking charging her, this bitch. I am charging, and this goes to you because I know my son's listening, the good, the good child. Is that yes. what we call him? Yeah, the, good the, child. the chosen one. It, if y'all got to move back in, it's a $10,000 non-refundable deposit, okay? Then it's, th- in addition to this, three months prepaid rent that you ain't going to get back either. And first and last month's rent is due day you move in. So y'all gonna owe me about twenty thousand dollars before you move in. So this is this is my favorite version of Braddy Kid because all that oh I listened to that the other day and that's why I brought it up. Oh <laughs> shit! I'm oh, a sucker for Roscoe. Shit! Oh shit! And I have no problem with it. I just like seeing your tough side come out. But I'll tell you guys, I was a total dirt ball. I haven't done dishes in like a week. And it still only filled up half the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. All right, get to the movie right, theater. I have to go get Arnie his Taylor Swift tickets. Bye, Yeah, guys. bye. There you go. Braddy Kid in the house. Thank you so much for those updates. Um, now I guess we can start the show. And today is a day of fun. So I've updated you that I'm going to game three. Uh, updated you that I'm not going to be on the mic show. We gave you a, the personal update here. Real quick in the day of fun. Now, I tried to find a bunch of stories that were just fun to do on a Friday because the world is such a, just a, a, a curmudgeonous place right now. I have to give you the updates and then lead us wonderfully into the day of fun. Now, uh, it's already happening across the world. The day of jihad. And people around the world are outside protesting. Nothing's blown up or any, anything like that. But people are, these morons are out there saying that Israel did something wrong, which they didn't. Um, and he's calling, the, the former leader of Hamas is calling for Muslims all over the world to react. So Christopher said it earlier. I said it yesterday. Today is kind of a day to kind of just watch and go, okay. I'll just I'll just keep a, a certain eye out on on things, um, but that's it. Yeah, I, nothing nothing big there. Now the biggest update, and this once again is going to break my brain, because see this is the shit that confuses me, people. Just like the LGBTQ XYZ plus one had a, a sign that said we support Palestine which Palestine does not support them. Yesterday, last night, if you will, I don't know, Israel went out of their way to warn the 1.1 million people living in the North Gaza area to get out. Get out. You got 24 hours to get out because we're coming in to find the fuckers that that did the terrorist attack. Now, a lot of people are saying, okay, that's uh, very humanitarian of them before they do very inhumanitarian things, which I think are completely justified. 
but but here's the uh, here's the rub. Hamas is not letting them out. Hamas is not letting the people that want to leave that area, the Gaza Strip area, they're not letting them go. Isn't that interesting? How would you feel if you knew one of the best militaries in the world was about to hit you? Friday kids calling. Yes, dear. Did you guys miss me? Yes, totally. Um, I have an update. Oh, my. Another update. Another update. He's in financing to buy a new car. Of course he is. That's all I got. All Just right. So you know. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, he's, they, she, she's moving back in with the baby in about a month. Um, Egypt won't let them in either. Um. These terrorists are fucking cowards and will use their people as shields. And rather than being upset with Hamas, they get upset at Israel. Well, y'all need to change your fucking tunes. Y'all need to change your tunes. I'm going to tell you why. Because they're... (laughs) Kale says, don't let her co-sign. Braddy, did you hear that? Do not let your daughter co-sign. Oh, I can't wait to see what he gets. Oh, Jesus. Is he going to be smart? No. No, he's not going to be. No, this kid, look. Hold on a second. Before I keep going into uh, it, it, look, Israel's about to open the biggest can of fucking whoop ass that we've seen in a long time. And I can't wait to be watching it and eating it with popcorn. Because we ain't going to do nothing. We're in, we're, we're, we're stationed, the United States, we. We're stationed to help out in case somebody else wants to. It, it, it's like wrestling. It's like when the bad guys, their friends come from the back to help. That's Iran and North Korea. They're the NWO. Poor Sting. Israel's getting the hell beat out of him in the ring until Lex Luger comes in and brings the four horsemen with him to take on the NWO, and then that, that's America because America's the four horsemen. Woo! That's when we'll come in. We'll 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 regulate. We'll go. Okay, fuck everybody. Yeah, Israel, you got a pretty damn good air force, but uh, we're just gonna go ahead and just kill everybody now. No, no Brady kid, you can't be serious. He's not getting a Jetta. Can't get a Jetta. First of all, Kale's right. It's a chick car. A Jetta is a chick car. Wait a second, you can't get a Jetta? Can, can the baby seat fit in a Jetta? That motherfucker needs to get a goddamn minivan. Getting a Jetta. Does he think it's because it's fast? Does he think it's called that because it's like a jet? I'm Chuck. He's hey. something, isn't he? Keyless Chuck. Says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. And uh, one and all. Hope Israel warns them to move out of the northern area of Gaza and then attacks the south. Less bombs needed then. I think it's very uh, humanitarian, I guess, of Israel. 
And it's a horrible car. I don't know anything about Jettas, but I know it doesn't really con- conduce to a child seat. And by the way, he drives damn kid a lot. He needs a Corvette. Maybe it'll help him pretend to be Paul Walker. Look, I, I, I think it's mighty nice that uh, the Israel warned these people. I, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's drop some fucking jihad bombs. Let, let, let's kill some fucking terrorists, shall we? By the way, just to let everybody know, the U.S. and Qatar. Now, now wait a second. Hold on a second. Wait, wait one second here. U.S. and Qatar block Iran from getting $6 billion hostage exchange money following the Hamas attack. What? Wait. Huh? Uh, 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 Wait. I was told by liberal sources that none of that money had A, been touched. B, oh, they didn't do it. It's not taxpayer money. Well, if they weren't a part of it, why are we refreezing it? Hmm. The Biden administration still says it can't confirm Iran helped plan the attack. Now, see, here's the deal. If you can't confirm it, and it, this ain't like like we're holding like $27 for them. Like, when you get up to the billion-dollar range, you need to have some P-R-O-O-F. Otherwise, you ain't going to be able to hold that money. But now they're holding the money again. But they say, well, we can't confirm it. Uh, Let's see. He's going to pay $65,000 for an 18,000 car. 2.0 wants to be a race car driver. And he tries to get a sports car and then wrecks it. Ralphie says, I'm a chick. I've only driven Volkswagens or Audis and would never, ever drive a Jetta. Jettas are gay. (laughs) Jetta's not a reliable car. Repairs and expensive because they use German parts. (laughs) A race car driver and a basically hard-covered lawnmower. I owned a Passat. VW is not cheap to maintain unless you can do it yourself. And then even it's a lot of work. Yeah, and that motherfucker can't do it himself. Anyone kid asked to stay home tomorrow because rumor around it's jihad day and there will be suicide bombings. I haven't heard anything like that. This was just on one of the Facebook threads. It's today. Today is the day. Not tomorrow. Forerunners are the way to go. Douglas, I look, I had a forerunner forever, and I love my forerunner, but now I have a Silverado, and I would never drive anything else. So Iran uh, ain't getting that money, so maybe that maybe what will happen is they spend all their money, and now they, they're fucked. Now, starting to get into the fun stuff for today. Okay, we, we've covered the jihad. We've covered how stupid 2.0 is. When he shows up to the house, give him a can of oil and tell him to put it in car. Now, I, I, I got to come truthful to your ass family. Um, a couple weeks ago, I noticed on the back of his car, 
that he had a uh, this metal longhorn. Like uh, it, 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 it's a sticker that sticks on there, but it's it's pretty pronounced and it's pretty you know it, it, it's really cool. And I've always had one on my car because I actually went to school there. Um, and I know everything there is to know about the University of Texas. That's why I have Longhorn on there. Well, I noticed uh, a few weeks ago he came in the house and he was going back outside, and I saw that he had one. Well, and he knows nothing about the game whatsoever. Yesterday, um, he came into the studio and said, Hey, Arnie, did you hear the Rangers are in the World Championships? No, no, they aren't. They're in the American League Championship Series. And I'm going to game three, by the way. Um, and those things stick on, like, like I've had the one on my truck now for ever since we got the truck. So for four years, it has stayed there. These things don't fall off. Well, his might have fallen off. <laughs> one morning, <laughs> I was getting trash taken care of. Just saying, could have happened. Oil trimmed alone is going to cost you at least 100 because they need synthetic oil because all those engines are turbocharged and need quality oil. Something happened in Paris. It's also a heavily populated area. Hold on a second here. Let's go and see. Protests have erupted uh, all over the world. Uh, I'm not seeing anything. Watch. Israel tells Gaza civilians to evacuate. Let me go to another site. Not seeing any. I'm not saying it didn't happen in in Paris. Uh, Hezbollah supporters cheer and hold images of burning Israeli flags as terror group chief says it's fully prepared to join Hamas. All right, good. All right, wonderful. Just don't fuck with our World Series this year. Come on, man. If we beat the Astros to go to the series, come on, man. XXG4 says, pretty girls drive Jettas. Damn right. It's a chick car. It's like a CRX. You don't see, or, or you, do you remember the old rabbits? You never saw a guy drive a VW rabbit. There are certain cars out there that are dude cars, and there are certain cars, and, and the dude cars, I mean, all muscle cars, that's a dude car. You've got the overcompensating fellows who have the jacked-up trucks. You have the overcomp or the over uh, whatever that word is, compensating fellows um, who are gay who do the squatted trucks. Let's drive a truck, man. My boss owns a Jetta wagon. He owns a bunch of cars. I love how he didn't even buy it from his dealership. No shit. Could this... Uh, look, look, I can put everything on hold if I can talk about this for a second. This, the tracker was a chick car, too. White Claw drinkers called Jenna owners. <laughs> Fags. It's probably all he could get approved for. Oh, man. A Jetta... I hope it's a fucking new one at least. I hope it's not like eight years old. <sighs> Poor Roscoe. <laughs> Might as well get a Subaru. She drives a damn Subaru. 
They're going to have a Subaru and a Jetta at the house. They're going to think they're a lesbian couple. Oh, I, I'm, all, I'm almost 200% sure that there's pegging going on at that house. Uh, good odds he loses his job when he pulls up in a new car from another dealership. Yeah, that's not going to be a good look. I'm sorry, it's not going to be a good look at all. Since we're doing this, since we're going down this road, uh, I'll, I'll tell you about Cristiano Ronaldo here. Uh, Volkswagen Jetta cost. All right. From 21435 All right. Now, okay, official Nissan site. Vehicles. Cars. Oh, dear God. He could have got a Nissan Altima for 25. Probably didn't qualify for it. But he could have got a, a, a Sentra, a four-door Sentra, starting at 20. Cheaper. And it looks the damn same. Oh, good Lord. Oh, uh, it's a Subaru. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Mark Davis still drives his mom's 99 minivan. That's what they should be driving. They got a damn baby with a big old car seat. Man. Neutron more reliable as well. I had Neutron forever. Was his broke car paid off? Yes. Uh, I bet his dumbass put the negative equity onto the new loan. No, no, no. He that That one they bought used anyway. All right. Them wacky people in Iran are saying that the next time that Cristiano Ronaldo goes there, he could suffer 99 lashes for adultery. And and, and I got to tell you, I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to share the story with you. Now, you'd think Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, he's getting ass everywhere he goes, and it shows a picture of him and his fiancée. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's what I can see him with. Well, this is the story. He took a picture with an artist in Iran who did some Cristiano Ronaldo art for him. And he was quite touched by it. And he went and visited the the artist. And he took a picture with her where he gave her a hug. And he allegedly, at one point, kissed her on the cheek. Now, in crazy people land, Iran... Uh, this this gal is married, so even him touching her is adultery. Kissing her is just fucking crazy. What I'm leaving out is that she is paralyzed. She's, she's like in a wheelchair, and she can barely feel anything. I don't know how she does the art. She must do it with her mouth or maybe her hand. I don't know. But I, I got to say, she probably didn't feel nothing. She didn't probably get the ooey-gooey feeling. He gave her a hug, and he's holding the pictures, and they want to give him 99 lashes. Guess what? I ain't ever playing soccer there. 
You thought you were going to get a sellout because Ronaldo was going to be there? Fuck you. You ain't lashing me 99 times. Oh, dear God. Sale price, seventeen six. Pre-owned. What an idiot. What an idiot. God damn it. Oh, God damn it. What a moron. Is he buying the Jetta from Fast and Furious from the guy who was on Malcolm in the Middle? How about 98 times? Probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, if I'm Ronaldo, I'm like, I, I, I gave her a hug, man. I got 99 problems and Iran ain't one. No, no, it ain't. Um, congratulations once again to another woman who won Woman of the Year by UK Magazine. By the way, that woman's name is Dylan Mulvaney. The British LGBTQ magazine, Virgin Atlantic, recently named trans woman Dylan Mulvaney Woman of the Year, meaning in Great Britain, men are better women than women. I can't be the only one seeing that. Oh, by the way, it happened in Chicago recently at a uh, cycling event. Two men finished first and second. Oh, I'm sorry, in the ladies' division. And when you see these two men and you see their calves and you know that they've been riding bicycles for a long time and they go, well, we didn't have an unfair advantage. Hey, shut up. Even Gronk came out and said there shouldn't even be a question. Gronk. At the podium, Mulvaney marveled at receiving the award, noting it had only been 560 days since the biological male came out as trans. By the way, hey, stupid magazine, he still has a cock and balls. Do you know who doesn't have cock and balls? Women. It's an alphabet mafia magazine. What would you expect? The opinion doesn't count. Well... Swoosh, let me, let me, let me, let me try here. What about all the lesbians? Because that's the first letter of the group. The L-G, lesbians. The only people that can be lesbians are women. And women will tell you that, especially lesbian women. So to win the award for Woman of the Year, I understand. Swoosh, I understand where you're coming from. Of course, they're going to do it. But you see, this is the shit that's dividing them, which I love. I think it's absolutely positively stupid that Dylan Mulvaney gets to do this shit, gets flown all over the world, all for being a spectacle cosplayer. But they're tearing themselves apart. I really wonder why there aren't more women mass shooters. I look. I'm I'm always surprised. I have to say. 
I'm always surprised when I see um, a rally or LGBT something, and there are actual women there, and they're standing up for people like Dylan Mulvaney. Like, it, it boggles my mind. I don't get it. The pure stupidity of it all. And and the sad part is, is none of these women actually realize what women had to do to get ahead in this world. I know that Arised is one of the smartest people that we have in our ass family. And I would imagine that she probably worked her ass off even more so than a lot of men did, maybe in her field, to get as far as she's gotten because she's she has made quite a huge accomplishments, and I admire her greatly for it. But I know that she had to do a lot more than a lot of men in her field. Why? Because that's the world that we live in. Do I like that? No. It, I, I Look, I accept it. I don't have to like it. I do dislike it. I don't think it's fair. I think anybody who does the job... I don't care what's between your legs. I don't care who you sleep with. If you can do the job, then you can do the job. But I understand that's not the real world. See, I can tell you all the things that we should do in the world, and I agree with you. There's a lot of things that we should do. But the problem is is that This world's not set up to do the things we should do. And we don't live in Shouldville. We don't. It's like when people scream from the mountaintops, well, they can't do that. Well, they're doing it. Look look at what the Palestinians, look what Hamas is doing. Well, they can't do that. Well, they've killed thousands of Israelis and, and I think, what is it, 27 Americans now? Yes, sir, they paid a less qualified man $25,000 more than me when I left my last job. That's the bullshit right there. That ain't right. Because I know how hard she's had to work to get to where she's gotten. And 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 it's that way for everybody. I, I know people on this show, and I know how hard they work and how hard their hustle is and where they get in this world. And they should get there on their merits, not based on their plumbing. But once again, we don't live in Shouldville, or Shouldville, Shouldland, Shouldatopia, Shouldhood. I don't know. But yes, Dylan Mulvaney is now the UK's Woman of the Year in a certain magazine. Oh God. John Fetterman was out again yesterday, or, or he's uh, he he's getting reprimanded by uh, fellow uh, Congress people because he appeared on Stephen Colbert the other night and completely made an ass out of himself. I I, I know that's crazy, but John had this to say on television. You all should need to know that. America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. And Now, 
oh, Kale, you're right. Him saying that is absolutely true. But here's here's the best part. And this is why I hate Stephen Colbert. Because Stephen Colbert is not a pro. I'll say it. Stephen Colbert could have done something that would have been hilarious. And as soon as John Fetterman says... You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest. After he says that, you just hand John Fetterman a mirror. That's laughs. That's fucking laughs right there. You hand him a mirror and go, do you still believe in what you said? Because if you do, then you're absolutely right. Because you're a part of the problem there, Carhartt. By the way, when... you know how we, we hear about artists who get mad, like when, when political candidates, Donald Trump, uses their music? When is Carhartt going to come out and say, hey, uh, hey, Fetterman, can you stop wearing our shit? For some odd reason, Carhartt shit became real, real cool because, well, it's real, real good. And now John Fetterman's just ruining it. Pot calling the kettle, right? Oh, God. Coop says, yes, John, we know. We already knew that. Oh, hand him a mirror. See, see, that's your job, Stephen Colbert. All these, all these radio hosts now, and look, I know what my job is. My job is to entertain you and to inform you. I give you my two cents on things because sometimes my two cents is kind of entertaining. The way I see this world. All these people do are now are give their political ideals. There's nothing funny about that. There's nothing entertaining about that. It's just, it's mine, it's propaganda TV. It's infomation. Oh, infotainment. I'm sorry, infotainment. That's the word I came up with. That's all it is. Ah. <sighs> Bad news to report out of Hollywood. The millionaires, the multi-multi-millionaires have walked out of meetings with the multi-multi-billionaires, killing any hopes that action may end after nearly three months. Now, remember, the actors went on strike just to support the writers and then said, well, wait a second, we want to get paid for every time our movie streams. Every single time. Kind of like, we're not going to give you that. That's ridiculous. So you have these people. And, and, and real quick, I, I'm, I'm okay if you want to you wanna talk about not using my likeness. And, and I didn't know that that was such a big deal in the AI thing. I did, I, I've read a couple things about AI using Tom Hanks for a dental commercial or a dental ad or some bullshit. Absolutely, they shouldn't be able to use your image or your likeness because that's who you are. That's why people go see you. They know who you are. They trust you. You shouldn't be able to do that. Okay, that's one I can get there. But you getting paid for every time your movie streams? I got a problem. I got a problem when I see auto workers who are on strike right now. And I don't know enough about the auto strike to know if their strike is good on their part or if it's trying to hammer the man 
I, I don't know, and, and honestly, I don't care. But those people are hardworking Americans. Now, you can either be on their side or not on their side. This isn't about sides. This is about the kind of people that work those jobs. Joe Smith, who's on strike from the UAW, is not getting paid. Okay? When he goes on strike, he is not getting paid. He is standing on that picket line going back and forth, not earning money for his family. Now, I, get, I think they get some stipendings from the unions and things like that. I'm not sh- exactly sure how that all um, works. And you're going to try to equate yourself, the, the Screen Actors Guild, with those people. Let's take somebody who I like. Christine, good morning to you. Victor, on the way to school, hopefully. Drive safe, my friend. Um... Somebody I like, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, who gave us the show Ted Lasso, which I think is one of the greatest shows ever. It's an amazing show. The last season of that show, which was 12 episodes, Jason Sudeikis made a million dollars an episode to star in it. Now, I don't know what he, he made because he wrote it as well, but he made a million dollars an episode. That means he made a million dollars a week. For an hour show. So you could say, even though it takes a lot longer than an hour to film, I already know why I got that. But you could say he gets paid a million dollars now. Could say that. Remember John Smith from UAW? He doesn't get paid a million dollars an hour. Otherwise, cars, you could not afford cars. We'd all be driving Jettas. You're not the same. Oh, oh, and by the way, by the way, Jason Sudeikis, who's been in other movies and things like that, when one of his movies plays somewhere on, let's say, TBS or something like that, he'll receive a check in the mail and a payment for his appearance in that movie. So, in essence, he's still getting paid. All these actors in Hollywood are still getting paid. UAW people, not really getting paid. The billionaires versus the millionaires. Cry me a fucking river. Working in an industry where I'm in a union, when they decide to strike, there's no stipend. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Can we call them Film Actors Guild fags? Hashtag Team America. Our union tells us to start saving up for the next strike. Okay. All right. So once again, once again, they're not the same. They're not the same. Uh, All right. Last story, the first break, and then uh, a lot more fun. I promise. Promise you a lot more fun. We have to talk about a mullet competition coming up. Um, Dorothy Hoffner, she's from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, man. Where is it? Where is this under? It's under M-U. 
Okay, is this it? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Mullet competition? Hell yes. I, I we're, It's coming up after the break. Uh, Dorothy Hofner, she's 104 years old, and she became the oldest person to ever skydive, jumping out of a plane at 13,500 feet. I got you by 2,500 feet, you old hag. Um, this is a new Guinness Book of World Records for the oldest person to ever do a, a skydive, a tandem dive. Three days later, she died. A friend says she died peacefully in her sleep, and the death came unexpectedly. Can you really say that? Can you really say that, that, that it's, it's an unexpected death at 103? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. 104. I mean, she made the jump. The record's still in place. She's the record holder. Boy, but I bet you that's a dire warning. You know that fucking place is like, we didn't do it. Set a record and die. Went out like a champ. Yeah, oh, it was unexpected. Dude, I'm expecting sweet the, the sweet nectar of death any day. I've reached the 50s. I remember when I was a kid, 50 was so goddamn old. And here I am still wearing offensive T-shirts and shorts everywhere I go. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. Fun music time! Hey, old Saddam, you figured wrong when you thought the whole world would back down and let you take all the oil and rape Kuwait and plunder and spoil. Let sleeping dogs lie, don't give us a reason. Cause people in the USA are not really afraid of your starving army and all your wore-out tanks. And if you take some innocent lives, that's when the fur's gonna really fly. Hey man, back off and get smart. Don't give us a reason. Don't give us a reason to come gunning for you. Cause the odds don't look so good and your neck is in a noose. Cause the eagle and the bear make a mighty strong pair. And my advice is, don't give them a reason. When all our people over there know that we all care, now that's a situation, old Satan, you don't want to be in. Cause if you do something stupid, we're going to come down hard, old Cupid. You better think this one all the way out. Don't give us a reason. Don't give us a reason to come gunning for you. Cause the odds don't look so good And your neck is in a noose Yeah, you picked on your little neighbor So do yourself a favor Get out and go home And don't give us a reason Yeah, we've heard all your threats And you're gonna threat yourself to death My advice is Don't give us a reason You can take that poison gas And stick it in your sassafras (laughs) Don't give us a reason yeah, I'd like to find out just for fun just how fast those camels can run. I tell you, son, don't give us a reason. No, the desert ain't Vietnam, and there ain't nowhere to run, 
15 seconds that's that's five bulls times three seconds apiece but it was it was a fun career I don't know how many people have ever been on the back of a bull before but it's kind of like getting in your car and driving down the freeway at 70 miles an hour and then just chunking the steering wheel out the window So after that was over, I just stuck with the Copenhagen part of being cowboy, and I've been using it. I've been using it now for 
15 years and I never had any trouble with worms or long relationships. Here we go. Now I went out last Sunday with my little Mary She said please stay to Monday and she grabbed me by the can She laid a big one on me, surprised me with her tongue But her surprise was waiting there between my chicken gun Copenhagen, what a what a flavor Copenhagen, you can see it in my smile Copenhagen, do yourself a favor, chew Copenhagen, drive them pretty girls wild So I went to the movies with my little Peggy Sue I had my dip there in my lip just like I always do She didn't know I was spitting in my Coca-Cola cup she took a great big swallow and then threw her popcorn up. Whoa! Copenhagen, what a what a flavor. Copenhagen, you can see it in my smile. Copenhagen, do yourself a favor, chew. Copenhagen, driving pretty girls wild. The moral of this story is so very sad but true If you stay till breakfast, friend, they'll want to marry you So try my little method, and I promise you no doubt Dip some Copenhagen if you want to snuff them out Copenhagen, what a what a flavor Copenhagen, you can see it in my smile Copenhagen, do yourself a favor, chew Copenhagen driving pretty girls wild. Copenhagen driving pretty girls wild. Now back to the Arnie State Show, also known as Ass. Your ass look good. I'm gonna violate that. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, wait. Word. Call 775-357-FANS. Now, uh, you got to put a dip in your lip if you're a dipper today because one of the most important dippers of all time passed away yesterday. Legendary running back for the Dallas Cowboys and all-around cowboy, Walt Garrison, passed away. And Walt Garrison had the greatest commercials ever. Hi, I'm Walt Garrison, and I don't smoke. But I still enjoy tobacco, smokeless tobacco, like gold here. Just a pinch between my cheek and gum, and I get full tobacco pleasure. Copenhagen Skull and Happy Days are official sponsors of the 1980 Winter Olympics. Boy, hey, we've come a long way, haven't we? Copenhagen Skull and Happy Days were official sponsors of the 80 Olympic team. You know, the one that won gold, the, the hockey players. A tobacco company. The Hee Haw host guy. Wait, wait, wait. Which Hee Haw? Buck Owens has been dead. Roy, I thought Roy Clark was already dead. Roy Clark? No. No, he died in 2018. Who died from Hee Haw? Yeah, Buck Owens has been dead for a while. Those are the hosts. Uh, Panda, I'm going to see what I can do for you. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, with that dip in your mouth. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it is that time again for the World Championships of Business Up Front Partying Back. The ultimate mullet competition will be running today. Mullets from across America. Here's the link. I've got it on uh, the Arnie State Show page on Facebook. The best mullets across America are vying to scoop up the title of the 2023 Maine, M-A-N-E, get it, event at the annual United States Mullet Championships. Among the finalists, first one pictured if you're playing along. Is this B.C.? Oh, this is Jeremy Scrappy Perrine of Pennsboro, West Virginia. Um, we've got the BC Gravy Train, Carrie the Walmart Wolverine, Panhandle Justice, and the Carolina Shrimp Tail. Next one up, we got Patrick Soulsman of Springfield, Illinois. His nickname is Wesley. Now, all these people are the reason why I will never wear Oakley sunglasses again because they have white trashed the shit out of it. Alex McDuffie of Florida. You knew Florida was going to have a prime seat here. Oh, this guy. In, oh, finalist Brandon Minimeter of Conway, Arkansas. Shows off his mullet nickname, Mama Tried. Oh, this guy is fierce in the Hawaiian shirt. That is, that, that is a, a spectacular mullet, sir. Oh, my God, though. Finalist Bobby Mastin of Marysville, Washington, and his mullet nickname Bobby Ray. Boy, that's a lot of mullet there. Oh, this guy's my favorite. John Poor of Anderson, Indiana. Pictured his top 25 mullet named Uncle Jesse. He's got a handlebar mustache that he goes down. He shaves his chin and beard area, but the mustache goes all the way around to connect with the sideburns to go up into the mullet. Boy, that's going above and beyond. I got to tell you, that is, that's something right there. Brandon Hernandez of Buda, Texas, is holding a rooster while wearing a Longhorn shirt. Thank you, sir. Oh, God. Matthew Ray of Mossy Head, Florida, is a finalist along his mullet nickname, Panhandle Justice. question. Um, I have been out of the the hair world for quite some time. Uh, I sport a bald look, if you will. When did it become, um, first of all, accepted, and then a thing to give your hair a nickname? I mean, I I know that we all had the, the, the Rachel haircut, as gals in the 90s, it was the Rachel, but that was after a character. These people are giving their own mullets nicknames, such as 
panhandle justice. Oh, there's an Asian fella. Mage, they haven't let you out. Han Wynn of Yukon, Oklahoma. <laughs> Not originally. Oh, he doesn't give his name. I would I would imagine his you know what? I betting I'm betting that that Han Wynn and he spells win the, the old fashioned way of N G U Y E N. Nugian. I never understood that as a kid. But I'm going to tell you this. The name of his mullet is... The man that comes to attack you and you know Kung Fu, you're going to hi him, right? It, it's either going to be... His mullet is either named hi or if he has any stones whatsoever, his mullet's going to be named... Slides off limits to Ching Chong's. It's Korean. Well, yeah, he might be. Uh, he ain't from Oklahoma. Not originally. Oh, good God. The, these these human beings are spectacular. The, oh, oh, good God. Oh, my God. I found my winner. I have found my winner. Rowdy Yates. Oh, he's even got the name. Rowdy Yates of Montana poses for his finalist photo, showing off his mullet named Letter Buck. <laughs> Letter Buck. That's named my mullet. Oh my God. This is so spectacular. So I'm 75% Asian, 25% redneck. These guy, the guy's name is from Vietnam. Okay, all right. When? New Gwen? Because we had a bunch of them in school, and we always tried to pronounce their name. And they're like, it's when. I'm like, it can't be. If there's an N. But I'll, I'll take your word for it, Mage. You read the language. Sorry, but the best mullets are every year at the Minnesota State Hockey Tournament. Dude does a video of them every year on YouTube. His commentary is also great. See, hockey, here's the difference. And this is a big difference, Panda. Um, and, and, and me as an authoritative figure, I have to. Hockey mullets. <clears throat> hockey mullets are hockey mullets. And hockey mullets are uh, the safe form of a mullet. These fellows who have nicknamed their mullets like Letter Rip or Letter Buck. Quite flammable. There is a lot of product in their hair. Look, guys, guys right now are using far too much product when it comes to their, their grooming habits and beard oils and all kinds of shit. Now, take the stereotype for what it is. These guys are all rednecks, probably drink a lot, probably smoke a little bit on the side. So their mullets involve a little bit of danger. Yeah, hockey mullets have some danger, but they're in the hockey world. These are real mullets. These guys have so many illegitimate children, it's unbelievable. They have probably fostered a fucking daycare. Good God almighty. Now... 
probably their hero of heroes is the man who sings the actual song about mullets. Um, Billy Ray Syphilis. I'm Cyrus. Sorry. I always mess that up for some reason. Good old Billy Ray Cyrus is in the news. And it's weird and creepy. Billy Ray Cyrus, 62, shares a sacred moment from his wedding to an Australian singer named Fire Rose, who's 34. It was the most perfect ethereal celebration of love we could have ever imagined. For both of us to hear the preacher say, Billy Ray and Fire Rose Cyrus, I now pronounce you husband and wife, and yes, you are still brother and sister too. That was a sacred moment. Our new forever began. Long live love. By the way, I believe, oh God, oh God. He met Fire Rose 13 years ago on the set of Hannah Montana. Holy shit! By the way, uh, I believe she is the same age as his daughter, Miley Ray Cyrus. Um... You know, you can take the inbred out of Kentucky, but you cannot take the Kentucky out of an inbred. I, I, I'm just, I, I'm just, uh, oh, good Lord. In Australian hippies, she was trying to escape the land of death. Her middle name is Ray. Oh, God. I mean, that's just... That, it's it's gross because he, he's weird. Like, if there was ever a tour, he'd have to be the headliner. It'd be him headlining Corey Feldman and Steven Seagal. Can you imagine that? I would I would follow that around the world. Swoosh says, how long until the grooming allegations start? Didn't they start when when she was on Hannah Montana, when Miley was on there? (laughs) Oh, God. So stupid. (sighs) Hey, as long as he's happy, I guess, right? I guess the mom got remarried to a guy her age, and Miley walked her down the aisle. 
they have like 15 kids together. One kid wants to be Marilyn Manson, who's all fucked up and got face tattoos. Shocking how that, that family has just gone fucking catastrophe after catastrophe. The name of that tour will be <laughs> Mullet Reggae and Cocainum. <laughs> 16 when he met her. Oh, that's lovely. That's just lovely. Oh, good God. Good for you, Billy Ray. You 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 keep those stereotypes alive. You know, I found this story this morning, and I was going to save it, but since it's fun day, and, and, and it's right around the corner, let's go ahead and talk about these assholes that, that are also known as dentists. A dentist in Beverly Hills, California, reveals tips to protect kids' dental health, saying these Halloween candies are the worst for your teeth. Hey. Hey, uh, Dr. Kevin Sands, we don't care. As kids, let, let, let's all revert back to this. Now, now, hey, look, I know a bunch of y'all have got your damn kids, and you got to look out for them, but I don't want you to think on the mommy and daddy spectrum. I want you to go back in time. No, not that far back in time. I want you to remember the, the pinnacle of your trick-or-treating. That's usually about 9 or 10, because about 12, you stop going, right? So about 10 years old, that is the, that's a day that you look forward to. You, like, like now, I, I know some people still get all giddy for it, and they got decorations up on their houses and everything. Uh, who cares about little kids' teeth? They're falling out anyway, or I'm going to knock them out in case you hire my bullying service. But let's remember back to when we were kids, okay? Let's remember back, shall we? Oh, I've got a great list to start the next break off with, and I can't wait to get to it because we're going to have some fun with it. The top things not to do at a dinner party. Arnie style. All right. The five types of candy to avoid. This is, this is the deadly candy. <laughs> Stay away from jawbreakers, suckers, because they could be damaging to teeth. These candies don't just pose a risk of chipping or cracking your teeth if bitten down on too hard, but the prolonged presence in your mouth provides bacteria with a long sugar feast, and they could possibly lead to gingivitis. Okay. Now look here. Hard candies ain't that bad. You you remember the old uh, y- y'all remember Brock's? I don't know what it was called. It was always on the end cap of a, a grocery store, and they wanted you to put like a nickel or a, a penny in for every piece of candy you took. But as a kid, you just took handfuls of candy and just fucking walked around the store eating it, right? And Brock's used to have these buttermints. Or but uh, they they they're butterscotches. That's what they were, butterscotches. I gotta tell you, those things were great. 
Yeah, you didn't bite down on it. Any kid that bites down on a hard candy the first time they get in their mouth, you already know that they're on the spectrum. I think that should be a test. That should be a test that they run at these these hospitals. Alicia, get me in there. Let me talk to uh, uh, an, an oncologist when it comes to like the, the world of spectrum. That's number one test. I give a kid a piece of candy, and it's a hard piece of candy. He bites down, and I'm like, that kid's fucking dumb. Look, I, I'll say this right now. For the most part, hard candy is kind of for old people. Now, Tootsie Pops, you know, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop or Blow Pops? Remember Blow Pops had bubble gum in there? That shit was good. That shit was real good. But, of course, they don't want you to have that. What about... I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. No, thank you. No, thank you, Wilford. All right. The next one they go to. Now, this, this, this makes no sense to me. So they go from jawbreakers and hard candy. They go to sticky or gummy candies. Taffy and caramels can be especially troublesome. Their sticky nature means they often get lodged in the nooks and crannies of the teeth, making them difficult to remove after brushing. These sugar residues can promote bacteria and grow and get tooth decay. What are Joe Biden's favorite candies to get on Halloween? Blow pop. Now, now, once again, going to the Brock's thing. You either you, you, you stole, they had these little round ones that were like little chocolate ones. They weren't Tootsie Rolls. They were softer than Tootsie Rolls because Tootsie Rolls will fucking break a tooth. Once again, you don't bite down on Tootsie Rolls. What about semen? Probably not a good idea to give that out at Halloween. <laughs> Safety guy, you might get some authorities to your house. I'm going to say semen, probably not on the top ten things you should hand out at Halloween. But caramels, like those little square ones you get, oh, those things are good. Oh, those things are real good. Oh, you can't take those away. Uh-uh. The, those are called royals. Okay. Oh, the, the round ones, the royals. Yeah, that's what it was. Panda, got my back. Love it. Oh, yeah, they had all kind of good ones of that. They had, like, maple, had chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Oh, that, was, that shit was good. You eat them because those were chewy. Now, gummy, I, I, I've never been a fan of gummy bears. I don't get gummy bears, but y'all like gummy bears, and the weed industry loves gummy bears. The next one up there, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and agree. I'm going to agree with the good doctor on this one. Sour candies. Avoid sour candies. Along with sour candies appealing tang comes an alarmic acidic punch. Many sour candies have a pH level dangerously close to battery acid. Continual exposure to such acidity can cause the enamel to break down, leading to sensitivity and other dental issues. Give out glass half, 
half glasses of water with a label sea monkeys. I always hated getting the sour shit. I didn't like. I I've never been a sour guy. And a bratty kid loves like sour patch kids. She likes all that sours. I the for candy. I think that's a, that that's a punishment getting sour candy. Candy's supposed to be sweet. That's why it's called candy and not called ugh. If y'all want to change the, the the name or the 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 classification of sour patch kids and all that sour candy, instead you call it sour yeah. Because candy's taken. Candy's taken by the good stuff. Next one on our list is sugar-free candies. Now, why should you avoid that? Because you get your teeth punched out? The doctor says it seems that sugar-free candies are uh, a tooth-friendly choice, but these often contain citric acid, which despite the absence of sugar, can still wear down an animal. Uh, Mama Trash Panda was the Brock's lady for many years. We always had so much of that candy around that we burned out on it after a while. Shit you not, when I went to an ag expo, there were vendors giving out bull semen. There you go. Here's some bull semen for you. Try that on for size. Uh, I think I'm good. Morning, Arnie. Uh, Zach texted, what about my favorite razor blade snicker bar? We haven't gotten into the the ways to test your candy for non-existent razors. Now, the last one they have on here are chewy candies. Candies like nougat and toffee can stick to the teeth, providing a great vague breeding ground for harmful bacteria that could lead to gingivitis. So, let me get this straight. You can't have hard candy. You can't have chewy candy. You can't have sour candy. Candy that's sugar-free you can't have. And anything with nougat in it is bad as well. Um, what candy is left? I'd, I'd like to know what candy is left. Oh, they have seven less harmful candy options. Chocolate. Powdered candy. Ugh, pixie sticks. Oh, God, I hated that. Oh, Smarties. That's fucking yogurt-covered raisins. Shut up. Nuts. Wait a second. Nuts are hard. They can break your teeth. And... Things that will give your teeth broken if you hand this out. Mini packs of popcorn or sugar-free gum. What kind of torture device is sugar-free gum? You know, you put a piece of gum in your mouth, you want to chew on it, and it's sweet, and it kind of gives you a little boost, a little little, little sugar high, a little sugar rush. Sugar-free gum? Sugar-free gum? His, his Hunter's Nose Candy on the list. Christopher says, maybe you should hand out the sugar-free gummy bears. I hear the reviews on Amazon are amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right, that sugar-free candy. You got to watch that shit. 
Oh, yeah, that's the thing they're not telling you. I forgot all about Christopher. Thank you. That sugar-free candy, it gives you the shits. It's it, it's sweetening device or quote-unquote sweetening device that isn't sugar. Is like a, a, a prime ingredient in laxatives. Pixie sticks are pure sugar. What the fuck, right? And, and what was that? Well, you had pixie sticks and you had the dipping sticks where they gave you that, that weird, like, tongue depressor that was white, but it was made out of candy, and you'd lick it, and you'd stick that in there, and you'd eat the candy off of it. That was such a... That was gross, man. I got to tell you, that one, that that was a... That, I, I don't want a toy for my candy. I just want candy. Popcorn is bad for the teeth. It gets stuck everywhere, and unpopped kernels are so hard. Damn right. Hand out a cannabis edibles. No. Fun dip. That was what it was. Pixie Six and Fun Dip. I hate it when people gave me Fun Dip. Oh, that was the worst. That candy is how we learned how to do cocaine. See, why? why I don't know why anybody has to break ranks and have to give out weird shit. I know. If it's a cost issue, just turn your lights off, okay? Just turn your lights off. You ain't got to give the big bars away. I mean, if you want your, your house to be revered, you give the big bars away. You give the full-size candy away. But I understand that it's a cost issue, especially in today's world. And the way they jack up candy prices around Halloween, or, yeah, around Halloween, it's like when you call a florist and you say you got a wedding, everything just went up 30%. Check it out. That's a real thing. But bring back candy cigarettes. Safety guy says killing child. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Hey, doctor, shut up. It's Halloween. Let kids eat their damn candy. It's candy. Look, look. They got to sit in school all damn day. They, 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 they're being used as political pawns now all the time to get whatever agenda is being pushed by whatever fucking weird-ass group is out there. They're using the kids to do that. How about we reward the kids? Halloween, and you know I don't like kids at all. I really don't. I like my childhood, okay? Look, we were under the constant threat of the Cold War. The nuclear bomb could hit us at any moment. And you know what our parents decided to do? They said, y'all enjoy Halloween. Now, then our parents would get our fucking bags, and they would go through them, and they go, well, you can't have that. Like any, I'm one of the weird people out there that likes candy corn. I know. I don't like ham, but I like candy corn. But if you gave me that and it wasn't in a package, I couldn't eat it. For some odd reason, I couldn't eat Twix bars either. Then I found out what that odd reason was. My dad liked Twix. That's all parents did. That's all parents were doing. It's like a mafia thing. Like, you're showing up to the dawn, and he's like, okay, where's mine? Where's my cut? We turn off our lights because everyone gives out big bars. We hate kids, and we give out ghetto cheap stuff. Oh, if you let me turn the light on, I will give away packs of gravy this year. 
some perv's going to give out candy dicks. Wasn't that a story last year that, like, a, a bunch of people were complaining that somebody gave out, like, weird wieners and stuff last year? Arnie, it's called parents' tax. Okay, my bad. Hey, I had to pay plenty of parents' tax. And mounds. My mom liked mounds. So if I got Twix and mounds, I couldn't have those. And if Grandma was over at the house and there was a fucking three musketeer, it was gone. I got Milky Ways, and I love Milky Way. Snicker, yeah. I, I tried to, like, trade my dad for the Twix because I like Twix, too. Or I'd try to fucking, you know, if, if somebody threw a handful of candy corn in my bag, I'd eat that shit on the street. That stuff kept me going. That was like instant crack. Boy, you eat a handful of candy corn, there's so much sugar in that, you are spinning. Packets of, packets of gravy, damn it, Arnie. Now, it can't be packaged. Look, look, we have to make it. We have to make the gravy. And then put it in little containers and make sure the containers stay shut and put those in their bags. I, I don't know if anything could top giving away gravy. I mean, I, I did see somebody put on the Superfans page or they put on one of, one of the pages um, a bunch of fucking condiments. They're saying Halloween shopping is taken care of. Now that's that that's pretty damn good. Bouillon cubes. Ooh, that's not bad. That that that's not bad, but those are wrapped up. See, the gravy in a container, that's the home run. Taco Bell hot sauce pack. Any kind of packets. Hunts ketchup packets, mustard, mayonnaise, Arby sauce, hot sauce. Uh, whatever you can get. Condiment packets, I think, would be fantastic to give out. Soy sauce. We had a crazy Asian lady uh, that liked ramen, but not the flavor. So she saved the flavor packets all year for Halloween. Ooh, ramen flavor packets? That's a great one. I'm going to find out how many listeners I have after Halloween. Because I know somebody's going to come on this show. My kids were out trick-or-treating last night, and somebody gave them ketchup. I missed the pink popcorn from the amusement fair. Uh, Relish. Oh, whatever. Whatever you can get in packet form. I will even accept. No, this could be a good one. A handful of coffee creamers. Closed. Coffee creamers, maybe some sweet and low packets. I don't know. I'm going to let you guys make the call. If I do it, I will do gravy, but I'm afraid to because I'm, I don't want the police called to the house. Tartar sauce. Get that weird malt vinegar shit from Long John Silver's. If you can get that in packet form, that'd be fantastic. Arnie, would you do a Facebook Live eating sweet relish with a spoon? How much do I got to eat? Just a spoonful of it? I can do that. 
Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, yeah. Honey. Barbecue sauce containers. Look, look. The, the options are endless. Here you go. Here's one that'll throw you for a big loop. Go to some weird vegan restaurant and see what kind of packets of shit they got there. Get vegan ketchup to hand out. Powdered gravy packets. Syrup or jelly packages from IHOP. Wonderful idea. Wonderful. Get the teriyaki sausage from Panda Express. It already looks like a candy bag. No, like eat it casually like jelly or something. That would be funny. I don't know about that, but okay. Arnie doesn't like sweet relish. Communist. Oh, I do like Oh, I love sweet relish. It's dill relish I hate. I love sweet relish. Sweet relish belongs on hot dogs. That dill stuff that you people try to force down everybody's throats. That's the gross shit. Now, I don't know if this is a big deal to y'all. Sweet relish and deviled eggs is delicious. You know, I've never, because I don't have the patience for it, and, and that's the hard part about cooking for me. I do like to cook. Uh, made steak yesterday and potato. It was phenomenal. Um, potatoes and eggs. I, I, I like cooking easy stuff, not, not crazy stuff. And I was watching a video yesterday of a guy who made a little burger, little tiny burger, and he put it between a hard-boiled egg and the deviled egg stuff in between, and it looked amazing. This weekend, I'm going to try to make my own deviled eggs. I've never tried to make deviled eggs. I'm not dainty enough with a, with a knife to cut it perfectly, but I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. Sweet relish with mustard, sweet and tangy go well together. So, so what I, I put in there, I know I got to put paprika in there, mustard, relish, and mayonnaise, right? And mix it all together and then put that in there and then let it chill. All right. I'm going to attempt to make deviled eggs this weekend. I'm the only one going to eat them, so I ain't going to make that many. I'll make three and that'll be six deviled eggs. That'll be perfect. Everyone needs to pass out ArnieRadio.com stickers. That would be fantastic, and the place to get those would be 4T5Printing.com. By the way, 4T5Printing.com, all you festival goers out there, check out this booth. Best T-shirts in America. Super easy. My blind kid made some by himself the other day. Thanks, safety guy. Appreciate that. Now the pressure's on. I got some blind kid that's out there fucking out Bobby flaying me. Maybe I'll hard boil the eggs tonight and then put them on ice. Let them cool. Let them sit overnight and then do it. Swoosh says, Brady kid, the house will stink if Arnie eats those eggs. Oh, I eat eggs all the time. Dude, I eat eggs at least twice a day. Love eggs. My egg on toast. My egg on toast will will go down as one of the greatest fucking dishes in the history of time. Um, 
The long debate has finally ended. Thanks to a biomedical scientist, Dr. Baquan Lao. L-U-O, did I say that right, Mage? Lao. Based in San Francisco. Shocker. Shared insights to why it is better to sleep with socks on your feet. Now, I remember as a kid, you need bacon crumble on those deviled eggs. Let's not get too crazy, Stink Fist. Let's just make it easy first time, and then I'll start messing with my recipe. But I like that idea. The key is older eggs are easier to peel, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make them tonight, put them in the fridge, let them sit there, crack them some bitches tomorrow, cut them open, make my deviled egg stuff, boom, 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 boom. I will have the picture of it. Um, no, this is a female safety guy, so I don't think Mage knows her. Warming the feet can have a positive impact on sleep for many people because of its effects on promoting a lower core body temperature and relaxation. Now, as a kid, I remember I'd want to go to sleep with socks on, but my parents would never let me sleep with socks on. I never understood that. So I grew up sleeping. But now, like, I hate wearing shoes. I'm I'm just going to tell you right now. I hate it. And I've got some cool fucking shoes. I don't, I don't mind wearing cowboy boots. Those are a little bit freeing. But they're, they're, I hate socks, and I hate shoes. If I could be barefoot everywhere I went, I'd go, or at least just wear sandals. So do y'all sleep with socks on? Is this a big deal or not? Because... I don't want to sleep with socks on. The sensation of warmth on the feet can be soothing and relaxing. Either that or fucking get you a bunch of pills to take. Uh, Elderly people have a decreased heat perception, making them especially vulnerable to injuries from overheating, meaning they probably wear two, three pairs of socks at night. Although warming the feet promotes better sleep, doctor noted that individual preferences vary. Yeah, so I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't do it, man. I, I Look, I, I got to sleep barefoot. I just got to. Speaking of feet, Bigfoot might have been spotted recently. A pair caught the, the creature in Colorado. Now, I'm watching this post. Hold on a second here. Let's see. Scientists are updating. No, I don't care about scientists updating COVID shit. We got the video coming up here. By the way, woke up to a nosebleed today. Fantastic. If I start to get one on Wednesday, because I'm going to game three, did I tell everybody that I'm going to, uh, wait, 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 you don't know, you don't know. I'm going to game three, Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, where I predict the Texas Rangers will be up two games to none. But that's just my prediction. I could be wrong. There you go. Um, All right, so here's the video. Uh. Some big old hairy thing walking around. Looks like 
That's somebody in a ghillie suit. That ain't Bigfoot. That's somebody in a damn ghillie suit. Y'all ain't never seen any damn Navy SEAL movies. They put on a I I have a friend that was in the teams, and he has a ghillie suit. I've seen his ghillie suit. It's got, like, shrubs and stuff, and from a distance it could look hairy. He got it to match this desert. That ain't no damn Bigfoot. Y'all need to stop. Y'all just need to stop. Bring a sign to advertise ass. Well, we're sitting in the Texas Terrace. And that's on the first base side. We might be in foul ball territory. I'm just saying. We could be in foul ball territory. Safety guy says for human hunting. Yeah, look, look, look. This ain't fucking Bigfoot. Y'all need to stop, man. Can, can, can we just can, can we all just grow up here? No, this, this ain't needed for a wigwam talk. I ain't gonna waste damn wigwam and the fucking overt slurs that I like to use during this time. Y'all fuckers that believe in damn Bigfoot. Look, when when Bigfoot fought the six million dollar man, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Austin. It was cool to see that on TV, but knowing that Andre the Giant was in that suit. By the way, Andre the Giant was in that suit. Andre the Giant was on the $6 million man. That's pretty badass. Gibby says, that was just me on a hike. You bring in your glove? Of course I'm not. I'm a man. Men do not bring glove. Whoa, 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 Warbird. Whoa. Now, Warbird, I know that, that you are, and we're a tremendous baseball player. You're a great football player. You've got the nickname Rocket Arm that you put on your license. But that's a whole other story that some other therapist can unfold. You do not take your gloves to games. I, I mean, if you go to a game, you, take, you do not take a glove. Okay. Thank God. Oh, thank God, Warbird. Jesus. Good Lord. If I showed up in Tommy's car, and that was the funniest part was last night when, when Braddy Kid finally realized everything. Was, she's like, wait a second. She says, you and Tommy are going to an Astros game. I was like, yep. She's like, oh, God. I was like, get the bail money ready. Warbird says, I know how you feel. Oh, God. Oh, there's nothing. The last Ranger game I went to this season, because we took 2.0 with this, and he was completely lost. But he's a huge Ranger fan now. But can only name one player on the team. Okay, how about wearing eye, eye black is fine. Eye black is always cool. Warbird, you know me so well. War, hey, look, look, I didn't care if we were playing at night, playing softball. If I had eye black, I was wearing that shit. Eye black kicks ass. What rocket couldn't fly the rocket, Owen Hart? Jesus. By Arnie's like, no, 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 no. 
Swoosh? No. Outfielders need gloves because that's their profession. That's their job. Wins and losses rely on you having the glove. Catching a foul ball barehanded is, is, look, I've done it. Listen. There it is. There it is. Official American League of Baseball. President Bobby Brown. That's how old this ball is. Doesn't have a year on it. But I believe the year, oh, it's starting to age. I can see the aging starting to wear in there. I caught this ball off of Chili Davis's bat. I dumped an entire spitter on my dad, but I barehanded it, not even with my glove hand. Chili Davis is up. Nolan Ryan was pitching. Chili Davis hits a screamer down the first base side. This is back before we pussified the entire universe and put screens up everywhere. Some idiot put their hand up, and it ricocheted off their hand, and it was coming to me, and I saw it. My dad and I had these seats for like seven years. We never had a ball hit anywhere near us. That was in, he was in New Edition. Yes. And the ball was rocketing towards me. And my father, who was sitting to the left of me, which is where I had, was holding my spit cup from um, Coulter's Barbecue, where we stopped on the way to the game. He elbowed me, get it. And it caused my arm to move. And I dumped an entire spitter on my dad's leg. And I caught it. And people in my section were cheering, and my dad goes, did you catch the fucking thing? And I said, yeah, and I looked down at him, and he's covered in fucking spitter. Oh, but yes, there's a certain level of manhood that goes, this is like cutting down a tree with an axe, something I'll never do. A, it'll win me too bad. B, axes are heavy. See, it kind of hurts the hands. So I'm not going to do that. You know why I don't have to cut down a tree? Because I caught a foul ball. Can I change a tire? Absolutely, I can change a tire. Can I change a transmission? No, but I caught a foul ball barehanded. Ball never leaves my desk. But, yeah, you don't. Thank you, Warbird, for getting me all worked up, worried about you there. Worried that you had fallen and hit in your head. Or back when you lived in Australia, you got bit by some spider, and now it's venom is finally starting to work on you. And Braddy does all the yard work. Yeah, because yard work sucks. Because I caught a foul ball. That's why. doesn't matter if it was off a of ricochet. I, who caught it? So she got one? You got a foul ball? You caught barehanded? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, last break coming up next. 775-357-FANS. Trash Panda, you listening? Trash Panda, you there? Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh. 
Suggested we shouldn't anyway be connected in the biblical law. 
1-855-357-FANS or 775-376-EZ. All right, welcome back to the big show here on a Friday. Hey, Will, where have you been? Welcome back to the show. Christine wanted me to welcome you back, so welcome back, Will. Francis loved this song. So the wife was in the softball game and caught a line drive barehanded. Does that count? Also, the batter was a man, not a woman. She wears a glove on her right hand, and the ball was hit to her left side. Does that count? Well, that was in a game. I mean, I mean that's pretty badass, but that's what you're supposed to. Like, when you get a chance to catch a foul ball at a baseball game, a Major League Baseball game, you're one of 30,000 people. You beat out 30,000 people for that ball. Your wife's a badass, though. I'll tell you that much. She puts up with you. Uh, Ukrainians singing this when we gave them more money. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. I got two more to come up with there. Um, okay. And um, uh, Will says, hey, Arnie, sorry I've been gone for a while. Been going through lots of shit. Happy to be back. Well, I'm sorry you're going through lots of shit, my friend. It will get better, I promise you. Now that you're listening to this, you're going to laugh your ass off. Because I have found a new list of the do's and don'ts of what to do if you're invited to a dinner party. And you're sitting at the table at a dinner party. Now, I ain't talking about with, like, your best buds. I ain't talking about, like, your friend calls you up and says, hey, you want to go to, you know, to the steak yard and go get a steak? We're talking about a dinner party. We're talking about, like, Christmas time. We're talking about the family around the table, the extended family, the new people that are married in. So there's a list of do's and don'ts. Their dinner party don'ts are, are so, just so vanilla and plain. Don't vape at the table. Don't smoke at the table. Don't look at your phone during dinner. Take your socks off at the table. Outstay your welcome. Talk about religion, money, or politics. Boast about your salary or accomplishments. Laugh or talk loudly with your mouth open, meaning your food. Uh, um, let's see. Um, this one's going to be, I, I have to number mine um, in, in, in order. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that's rule one, and that's rule. Uh, these two can flip-flop here. Um Mm-hmm. That's five. All right. <clears throat> now, who's this? This is done by one of Australia's largest wine exporters, revealed a definite consensus on what should and shouldn't be done going to dinner parties. Do bring a nice bottle of wine. Don't scratch yourself at the table. Yeah, don't let the fucking wine rack kill you. All right, number one. And then we're going to give you the Arnie's do not do at dinner parties. All right? So we're going to use their list for the do's and then my list for the do nots. Number one, 
do ask about allergies and dietary requirements beforehand if you're hosting. That's gay. That's stupid. See, I, I, I shouldn't even done that one. Because you're hosting. You, you don't care if they can't eat your shit. They can push it to the side. My number one do not do at a dinner party. Ask for money. That's on both sides. See, I, they, they, I get both of them there. Like, if you're at a dinner party, you don't start hitting people up for cash there. And if you're the host of the dinner party, you definitely don't go, hey, how about a little something for the cause? Stay away from that. That's a good one to start with right there, I think. You guys, if you guys have some, please let me know what your don'ts are. Number two, do do at a, a do do at a dinner party. Ask if the ask the host if you can bring anything for the table. Okay? That's wonderful. I'm glad you mentioned the table. Rule number two, no pornography at the table. Now, I got to stand hard and fast by this one. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. Pornography at the dinner table has never been acceptable, even if it's hot kinky Joe. Number three. Make sure you have an interesting booze-free option if hosting. What do I care about the hosts? Gold says, are tuxedo t-shirts okay? Um, I would say sure. I would say sure. Will says, too late. Fred says, porn is great at the dinner table. <laughs> v Coop, you're, you're getting a little ahead of me, and but I like where your head is. Don't detail the munging you and your friend did the night before. Yes, avoid that. Uh, number three, it's a oh, it's a the booze freak. Number three, uh, things you don't ask. Do not avoid avoid questions like, "Hey, does the carpet match the drapes?" Because a lot of times it's family, and you really don't know you you really don't want to know what color your your cousin's you know uh, new girlfriend's vagina hair is. So avoid that question. That, that question's always bad. So, yeah, avoid that one if you can. Number four, help clear plates after you finished. What am I, a maid? Whatever. There you go. Here's a fork. Fork you. My number four, do not do it at a dinner party. This one goes mainly to you ladies, but fellas, Will, talking to you. Do not brag about how many you've been able to put in all of your different holes. Meaning, if you're a gal and you got finger blasted by like four or five fingers, that's not the place to do it. And if you're a guy and your gal pal got like two fingers up your butthole, dinner table at dinner party, not the right place. Like, I, I can see you sitting there. Oh, yeah, the wife and I were at it last night. Boy, let me just tell you. She was able to get two fingers in my ass. See, nobody wants to hear that when they're eating their soup. They just don't. Don't turn on 104.7 in Sacramento. LOI, asked me to clear plates, and the good china is going in the trash. Always remember, this is not Applebee's. No, no, it's not. Number five. 
Only if I'm going to a geisha house. Take your shoes off at the front door. Only if they ask me, I ain't going to be some crazy person leaving my shoes at the front door. Somebody might take my shoes. Hell, you're lucky I'm even wearing shoes. Number five on my list of things not to do at a dinner party. As hard as it is. As hard as it is. Stay away from the latest hysterical racist joke you've heard. It Look, look, look. There's a time and place for it. The dinner table is not that time. I'm not saying you can't do it at the party. This is around the table. You know, avoid those things there. If you take your shoes off, you can sneak around like a ninja. Very true. In Indian households, you don't wear shoes inside. Okay, now, now, see, like, if that, if that's part of your culture, if you're like, if you're like Stackar or like Mage, because I know them people take their shoes off all the damn time. No, you leave your goddamn shoes on. Nobody wants to smell that. Stackar, that's because the smell of food is so thick. All right, number six. They say. Ask if you can help if the host is stressed. Well, first of all, the host is going to be stressed. If you're hosting a dinner party, you're going to be stressed. The end. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're going to be stressed. Why? Because you don't want fucking... Look, you're stressing because you might have kids there, and they're going to spill something on your nice rug. You got some drunk asshole there that might spill something on your nice rug. You're worried that maybe you're, you're going to contaminate somebody's food and they're going to die and they're going to sue you. It, it, look, it, 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 there's no purpose of hosting a dinner party. But if you have to, don't ask those. You seem stressed. Is there anything I can do? Yeah, blow me. Uh, all right, number six on the Arnie list of things not to do at a dinner party. Also, don't yell from the kitchen. That's super moist, Mom. I agree with that. Don't congratulate your Jewish niece for putting a little Jew in the oven when she, good Lord. Um, do not raise your leg to fart to show off at the table. Now, I cannot say that I have not done that. I have done that a number of times, and it goes over poorly each and every time. I think I'm bringing a little showmanship to the dinner party when I raise my leg because I know what I'm about to deliver is going to be gold or at least golden brown. But but I've, I've been told by numerous party hosts that was unacceptable. So I finally have got to add that to my list. Do not raise your leg to show off a fart. I'm not saying don't fart. Don't be so blatantly obvious about it. We take our shoes off because I don't want to clean the floor. Also, I'm a sandal man like you. That a boy. See, I think I'm part Japanese because I know, I know the Japanese people. They wear flip-flops and they did all that kind of stuff. They got them weird wooden-type shoes. They got them crazy deals on that are hard to walk on. See, we're all barefoot-type people, rednecks. And you're a redneck, too, so there you go. You have Arnie there. He will spill on your white rug. Yeah, don't invite me over if you have a white rug. If you have a white rug, you're fucked. 
Don't call someone's dead mother a whore. Great idea. Number seven on their list. Ask people about their lives rather than waffling on about you. Yeah, that way you don't have to talk. You can let them waffle on about themselves. And then, then see, here, here, here's what this article won't tell you. I like this one. I like this one because this one allows you to judge people. And you know I love doing that. See, if you shut up, that means somebody else is going to waffle on about them. And when you drive home, you can look at your wife or you can look at your husband and go, can you believe she talks so much about herself? My number seven is very easy. If you have to vomit, don't do it anywhere near the table. You're going to have to get up and go. Look, look I, I'm not going to hold it against you if you can't make it all the way to the toilet or the sink. But don't just put your head under the table and do it because we can still hear it and smell it. And truth be told, I'm a very loud vomiter. Do not take a massive dump and not flush, then give tours of the bathroom. Great, great. I love where your head is. I love where your head is. Number eight on their list. Refill other people's glasses before refilling your own. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that one. I, I, I look, I got I got to play. I, I got to throw a flag on that one here. See, no, not if there's a limited amount. Like, if, like let, let's say, let's say that the host somehow breaks out your favorite wine. Okay. And they pour you a glass of that wine and you're like, yeah, baby, you suck that wine down. And other people are kind of lollygagging when it comes to drinking. You go over that wine, uh-uh, they ain't going to get it. You're going to get it. That's every man, woman, and child for themselves on that. I, I, I have to completely disagree with that. Number eight on my list. This one, this one, you'll thank me for this. If you're ever invited to a dinner party, do not bring livestock. I know, I know it's tempting. It's tempting. You're like, hey, you know what would make this house, this, this dinner party even better? Is if I brought 17 live chicken. See, that's not good. Can you imagine someone showing up at a dinner party and they're walking in with a cow behind them? So number eight, number eight, do not bring livestock to a dinner party. Uh, let's see, do not offer drugs to the host or their kids. That's a great one. I like that one. Okay, that's good. Number nine on their list, mix men and women around the table. Or how about you just let couples sit one next to one another? How about we don't make this like romper room or preschool? I don't want to sit somebody next to somebody I don't know or I don't have anything in common with. She's coming in for God's sakes. Jesus, Bubba. Unless you're in Puerto Rico, is acceptable to bring a donkey. Okay, all right. Uh, honorable mention, don't bring scab because no wine racks will be safe. Don't do your Biden impression when you shit your pants and diddle the kid in the shower. Oh, wonderful, th- wonderful. That I might have to throw in. N- number nine on the Arnie list. Guys, these next two are for you and only you. Mm 
Breda kid has got her Taylor Swift shit from the uh, thing. I didn't get the cup, but no kids died. Okay. W- was the cup sold out? Oh, well, they might have them by the time we go. Thank God. Uh, number nine, uh, mixed women. Number nine on my list. Guys, a dinner party is not the time to put your hand in your pants to check for lumps for testicular cancer. It's just not the time. It's quite rude. It's off-putting. And then as every guy out there will do, let me just tell you real quick. When you're done, do not smell your hand at the dinner table. Okay? It's very off-putting. I understand that you're worried about your health and things like that, but a dinner party is not the place to check for testicular cancer. It just isn't. Don't give a Jim Jim Ross-type play-by-play of two girls, one cup. I don't know how I, – I, I, the only thing Jim Ross could ever say is oh, – wait a second, I, I put it in the wrong thing there. Oh, that's what she said. Will says, what about just a scratch and an itch? It's got to be quick and no smell. Quick, no smell. Number 10 on their list. Send a thank you note to your host a few days later. You know, real, real quick, real quick, before we get to number 10, which is the most important one. Don't ask your friend if you can bang his wife or try to steal your friend's wife. Great call, swoosh. That's a good one. Now, another one that did not make my list is don't steal from the host. Like when everybody's at the table, is not the time for you to go through the jewelry, okay? I thought that was kind of, that one's kind of self-explanatory. But will scratch itch quickly. No smell. This this whole thank you card thing. I have been a proponent. I am so anti thank you card. I don't understand how many times you have to thank people for stuff. I'm an overthinker when it comes to if if I'm writing a thank you thing. Like I'll send a note to somebody saying, "Hey, thanks for doing that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much." But they don't need to get a card on top of that. I don't need to go down to the Walgreens or to CVS and go, excuse me, where are your thank you card sections? And fill out a little thing and write it all out by hand and then send it to them. It's a pain in the fucking ass. B. Coop says, don't swap pills with the host's wife. No, that's a good one. My number 10, it's mainly for guys. Guys, this one's that will. Your dick stays in the pants at all times, unless you're going to the restroom, okay? At no time at the dinner table is it acceptable to pull your penis out, ever. Not as a joke. Not as a a question if there's a doctor there. Hey, doc, have you ever seen anything like this? And then you flop it out right there at the table because I don't know if you're aware of this or not penises are uh, repugnant and and by the way gals I I, I don't want to leave you out here don't pull out your cooter at dinner 
What about a titty? See, the titty thing, interesting that you bring that up, uh, Christine. Sometimes you're going to get that because there's going to be some breastfeeding going on. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I will go on an off, uh, off ramp here when it comes to the titty. If you're a gal and you flop out a tit because you got to feed your baby. Now, if you're flopping out a tit just to flop out a tit, then I would say, no, that, that's, that's along with the penis route, okay? But if there's a gal there at the party, and she fly, and by the way, only women can breastfeed. If a gal shows up and she's got breastfeed and she takes that titty out, um, it ain't going to really matter about how attractive she is, but if she is attractive, um, fellas, don't get caught staring. This is one of those where you're going to have to count off one, one thousand, two, one thousand, and then move your head. Okay, you can't look. You, you can't be caught at a dinner party staring at a gal breastfeeding. First of all, you don't want to get caught by your wife. Secondly, you don't want to be caught by them. And thirdly, everybody else is looking at you staring at them. But yes, fellas, penis. Stays in pants. Wrong, Arnie. You have to measure food portions and dick links to ensure even distribution. No foot job at dinner party? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if the girl is taking my dick out? No. It, it, no. Will, you can't. Will, it has to stay in. You're at the dinner table, for God's sakes. Wait, you can't. Uh, can't you uh, yell at you guys? For that turkey neck and slap it on the table. Uh, if grandma pulls out her teeth, I'm pulling out my hog. Yeah, see, I don't take my teeth out at the table. That's rude. My dad did that, and I hated it every time he did it. I think he did it just to fuck with me, though. Can we stare at a trans women breastfeeding? No. If she whips out her cooter, dessert is served. And don't yell at me next when she's feeding the baby. Uh, don't entertain guests with a live reenactment of the buttland and car scene from Bachelor Party. I, I agree. I agree with that completely. Like, once the, the dinner portion of the party is over and you're mulling around around the house, there's a lot of things you can and can't do. Don Imus would be do the opposite. You're at a dinner party, for God's sakes. Well, I mean... You're at a nightclub, for God's sake. What do you think is going to happen at a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs? Yeah. There are women there, and uh, and then people have guns. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. See, here's the thing: there aren't a lot of rules for when the dinner breaks up, and you're just meandering around the house. You're just waiting for the right time to leave. Which, by the way, the right time to leave is as soon as you put your your dessert fork down. Okay, I'm out. That's when you go. I I, I don't like this game that you have to play where you. Okay, how long do we have to sit here? Like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. To hear this fucking stupid conversation. And see, here's the thing about dinner parties that, that, that really ruins it for everybody. And we've all seen this. At least in a movie or something, right? You go to the... Isn't that when the wife flopping begins? Only if you're into that Mad Hatter. See, that's the weird part. That's if you stay too long. 
because you're either going to get wipe swapping going, wife swapping going on. They're gonna they're gonna try to pitch you a timeshare, or the most dreaded. This is the most dreaded thing that can happen at a dinner party. Y'all ready? Is when they march out their shit-stained kid or kids, and their kids have decided to do a musical number for you after their first year in band. Oh, no. I don't want to see little Johnny playing the clarinet and, and, and Marsha Ann on the piano doing Don't Stop Believing." I don't want to see that. Because the, the thing is, when it comes to, like, you know, performances, I, I, I'm going to be critical. I'll be like, well, I don't remember Steve Perry's voice squeaking that much. And I didn't realize that song was that slow because Marsha Lynn couldn't fucking keep up on the piano. Matt Hatter says, I'd rather watch a late-term abortion. See, you know what I'm talking about. You know, whenever they bring out the kids to, to showcase the talent that they think they're kids, and, and, and look, look, we all know people that have done it. Maybe some of us have done it. I'm just letting you know, well, I've never done it because I don't have kids, and I don't have dinner parties. But if I ever did have dinner parties, and little Arnie Jr. comes out and says, hey, Dad, I want to come out and tell jokes, I'll be like, no, I'm the funny one here. Go fuck off. Go clean up the backyard. Don't inform them of the new asphyxiation sex act you performed on their daughter called George Floyd. Uh, Mage, we don't need, don't stop bereaving either. No, no, we definitely don't need that. So there you go. In case y'all are getting invited to some dinner parties, I know dinner parties are going to be happening a lot. Now it's fall. Everybody likes to get together. Then you have the holidays, and you have to see family at the holidays. Family's going to come to your house, and they're in the holidays. Look, I'm warning you now. It's October 13th. We're in the holiday season, okay? Look, Braddy Kid doesn't have our tree up yet, which I'm surprised at. Probably next week. As a matter of fact, I know it's next week it's going up. I've gotten my, my Danish butter cookies from Sam's Club, and I've already gotten a thing at eggnog. Look, it's too early because it ain't even Halloween yet, but I already know it's the holiday season. So y'all are going to get invited to stuff, okay? And I'm just trying to help you out, especially if it's like your boss's dinner party. Like, let's say Fred got invited, and I don't think Fred would ever get invited to his boss's dinner party because, well, it's Fred. I love you, Fred. I'd invite you to my dinner party, but I'm not your boss. See, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that, that, that I'll be getting a phone call from Christine if Fred and Christine are invited to his boss's dinner party, saying, please talk to Fred about what he cannot do at this dinner party. And I'll have to put my, you know, I'll, I'll get on the phone and put my pretend arm around Fred and go, look, Fred, Fred. Okay, if they own a different kind of car than you, do not berate them for it. Okay, they're not as knowledgeable about cars as you. And God forbid getting started a political conversation. 
Fred, sit there, napkin in your lap, eat with your mouth closed, move on. Because I want you to keep your job. Christine says, so damn true. What if the dinner party is a secret key party? Is that some kind of sex thing? Look, you people in your weird sex parties and your sex gatherings, I, you, there are no rules there, okay? That's Caligula. That's just full-on Roman times there. You can't go by any of my rules. You have to go by the, 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 the house's rules. Where they could say you can bring livestock. I don't know. You cannot ask your boss, wife, and daughter if they've seen Denise Richards' new OnlyFans. No. Stay away from that. Stay away from that. Look, there's a lot of people out there that get invited to their boss's dinner parties that don't want to go because they don't want to fuck up, but they have to go. This is where I come in. If you get invited to a dinner party that you don't want to go to, but you have to go to, and you're afraid, I'm only a phone call away. I'm only a phone call away to walk you through it. Okay, you get to the dinner party. Now, now here, here's some things that they have to realize. If the host of the dinner party takes his dick out, and I know that's a big rule for us, no dicks out, it's his house. He can take his dick out. You can't. It's not your house. And by the way, if you take your dick out compared to the, house, the, 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 the person that owns a house, you better be packing a lot more than them. And you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the guy who whips his dick out at parties. Wait, this was just taken uh, in Sparks. Oh, dear God. What the hell is that? Why isn't it just Down Syndrome Association just taking a billboard on Sparks? This is why there's racism. This is from Timmy, from Timmy and Nicole. It's, it's an ad for Black Down Syndrome Association. Wow, even they get discriminated against. That's it. I'm going home and whipping out my dick because Arnie told me to. Only if you have a dinner party. Fred, if you have a dinner party, Christine, I'm going to beg you not to throw a dinner party this year. Um, but if you have a dinner party and you want to whip it out, you can. It's your dinner party. Don't invite Bill Cosby. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to get raped. There you go. All right, there's a funny story out of Canada I got to tell you about because leave it to Canada to fuck up something so humongous like this. As soon as I can find it here. There it is. <laughs> if you don't whip out your dick, how are you supposed to stir the smashed potatoes? I, I with, with a spoon. Mad Hatter with a spoon. I can say that one easily. Air Canada is being sued as thieves stole $17 million in gold. They used fraudulent documents, and then they got away. In April, almost 900 pounds of gold and $1.9 million in banknotes was stolen from a warehouse. 
did did somebody just show up and said they have a note that says this is our gold? Oh, okay, eh? Hey, you have a great day. Hey, this could be the Leafs year, eh? The unsolved crime. How is this an unsolved crime? I'm sorry. You lost $17 million in gold and it's an unsolved crime? How? Are, Are there... Is this not a secure location? Are there no cameras? Like, like if I'm the person that has $17 million worth of gold, wherever I'm I'm going to want to make sure there are cameras up watching my shit at all times. Hey, that guy's got a suit on. The gold must be his, eh? Oh, he might know Wayne Gretzky, you know. Oh, don't be a hoser. The gold heist was pulled off near Toronto's Pearson Airport, Canada's largest airport, with Air Canada accused of having no security protocols to preventing thieves from taking valuable cargo. Brink's lawsuit was filed on October 6th, noting the firm was hired by Swiss bank Raffian Schwitz Gussenschaft to transport the cargo of precious metals. Less than an hour after it was received, an unidentified thief used fraudulent documents to pick it up. Did the documents say, this guy is all good? We vouch for for Ray Ray. Dude shows up. Pants are hanging to the ground. He's like, hey, man, yo, I was told by this Swiss fella that I was supposed to pick up all my gold here. Oh, hey, hey, you must be one of those rappers, eh? What is your name, like MC Cool Guy? They knew what warehouse it was in, inside job. Oh, you think? I just love the fact that somebody showed up an hour after it showed up. Yeah, here, we're here to pick up the gold, eh? Oh, okay, good. Didn't want that laying around here anyway. Oh, that's a lot of money, don't you know? Oh, I I, I fell into Fargo there. Sorry, my bad. Fantastic shit there. Losing $17 million worth of gold. Oh. All right. A San Francisco restaurant named Kitchen Story, located on the 16th Street in San Francisco, has implemented a new policy. You see, on Sundays, they have something called the Bottomless Brunch which I guess is like a buffet, but also includes the ever-so-popular mimosas. Now, mimosas are just orange juice with champagne in it. And if you ask me, a recovering alcoholic, um, those are pretty faggy. I'm just going to tell you right now. Mimosas, faggy. Men don't go out of their way to get mimosas. 
They just don't. And by the way, by the way, if you're a man that goes out of his way to get mimosas, you might have seen a cock up close that ain't yours. So Kitchen Story has a new policy due to customers becoming sick from indulging in too many mimosa cocktails. Their policy reads, Dear all mimosa lovers, or it could have said just dear fags, please drink responsibly and know your limits. A $50 cleaning fee will automatically be included to your tab when you throw up in our public areas. Thank you so much for understanding. So mainly this is a bunch of gals that show up. Maybe one just suffered through a terrible breakup. And her friends are trying to cheer her up with bottomless mimosas. Now, I don't know if that means if I go into the can, if I can make it all the way to the shitter and throw up and not spill on the floor, they're going to still charge me? Fuck you, I'll dine and dash. You're the idiots that are, are giving out fucking bottomless mimosas and real quick. The reason you're getting sick is because they're using, and, and I'm not going to get into the champagne wars of, oh, it can only be called champagne if it's from a certain region in France. Fuck off. Okay, this bubbly wine they're serving you that they call champagne. Think about it. Do you think that they're serving you Dom Perignon? Do you think you're getting Cristal? No, you're getting Cody's Champagne, the best champagne made in Montana. That's what you're getting. (laughs) Yeah, never mind Willard the wino looking right at you and taking a dump on the sidewalk. Ignore that guy, but you better not vomit in our restaurant. That guy's shitting outside our restaurant, that's fine. We love that. But if you get too drunk, and and by the way, by the way, if by chance you're a person that gets sick on mimosas, drinking ain't your bag, baby. You you maybe try the cocaine. Maybe try some, maybe, I don't know, get some other depressants in your life. Oxycodone, any kind of the opiates would help you out. And I promise you will not vomit that much until you try to quit. The establishment's open every day from breakfast and brunch from 9 to 2, 9 to 2.30 on weekends. Uh, Indulge in the tastiest Eggs Benedict refreshing salads and our famous bottomless mimosas. Yeah, they're using rot gut champagne. I love that. Earl's House of Champagne is proudly to supply the kitchen. Our final story today, our final story of Fun Friday, because I hope it was fun. We have to go to the funnest place on earth. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. 
I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. <laughs> this happened about 11 days ago in Florida. Oh, God. Hold on. Let me read what you guys are writing. Those are potent to the not everyday drinker. Wife took a uh, nosedive nose dive at 10 a.m. before the football game even started. She hasn't touched one since. There you go. We go to Vegas every Super Bowl and go to the all-you-can-drink party. You can drink anything. My cousin orders peach hard cider. I said, you're so gay. Then a guy says, excuse me, then orders a mimosa. I told my cousin he's lucky that dude showed up. No kidding. Oh, my buddy Hutch, he wants to ruin, he wants to ruin Fun Friday. I got to take a look at the websites. Oh. I guess uh, he's saying that there are lots of uh, pro-Hummus people on campuses and in other countries marching and calling for gassing of Jews just nuts. Like I said, if you go out today, please, 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 just like Christopher said, I said it earlier, um, but uh, just be aware of your circumstances today. Just, just like, the, because uh, the Israelis have gone into Gaza now. All right, back to funness now. Sorry. Um, this happened on October 2nd at an elementary school in Florida. This is a story about mom, Michelle Diaz, said her fourth grade twins were left scarred and doesn't know how she's going to deal with it. But she has sought out the help of a counselor for this. Now, I think you're, you're being a little victim-y here, but that's me. Um, Diaz claimed that her, her kids were shown a movie in school. That movie that was shown was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now, now, now. I got to say that that this was a rated R movie and this was a horror film. I got to say probably not the best movie to show off as a teacher. But once again, this is why it's a good thing I'm not a teacher because of course I would do something like this. Diaz claims that the kids in the, the classroom beg the teacher to turn it off saying, hey, stop this movie. We don't want to watch this. The movie that is known to have uh, lots of bloody scenes, depiction of characters that are meant to represent, hunt a group of female university students using machetes and guns. Victims are bludgeoned with sledgehammers, fed into wood chippers, and strangled with chains.
Now, the mom says students selected the movie but said it's not for them to decide what to watch. It's up to the teacher to what to watch. You're a mean one came out of the Grinch slasher movie. Could be worse. They could be traumatized by listening to Adele. God damn it. Hello. It's me. Yeah, we know it's you. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, no, I I don't want to meet you. The head of the school has spoken with the uh, the newspaper, said that the uh, as soon as the teacher realized what was being shown, the movie was turned off. She said the issue has been uh, totally addressed with teachers, students, and parents, and the affected students were in school and doing fine. But this mom says no, not her kids, because she's taking them to therapy. Y- you you took them to therapy. Slater is out today on Kitsky and Mill. Oh, yeah, starting at 11. Uh, Joe Murphy will be there because Joe Murphy's getting free wings today. Dad's Mart. Uh, this dumb app would transition our kids in a heartbeat, though. Wait, you mean kids are not allowed to pick, and movie, uh, to pick a movie to watch, but you can choose to mutilate your body? Oh, I love you, ass family. I love you. I got to say, though, showing, showing this movie to fourth graders, bad idea. See, and I always thought that I was the the fuddy-duddy when I said Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer, probably not the right movie to show at the Nut House, but I was in the wrong for that. Is Joe's ice maker, I don't think he takes his ice maker with him everywhere. I think it needs rest. His bulletproof ice maker. Ask family, that is going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for being here today and all week. By the way, special thank you to Red and White and Blue, uh, your donation. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate it, my friend. Um, I appreciate everybody. Uh, remember, I will not be on Mikey's show tonight. I will be at the Taylor Swift movie where you will get a review from me. Christopher not seeing the Taylor Swift movie because he is not a Swifty, nor am I, but my wife is. So I will see this one for all the guys out there. Um, please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So ask family, if you're going to go out and you're going to party this weekend, you're going to do it up, then do it up right. Drink, get hammered, have fun. Don't throw up on mimosas, you homos. But if you do get that drunk, do not drive home. Get yourself an Uber, get a Lyft, get a cab, get home safe, because I want you back here on Monday. So until then, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will be working on those sponsors this weekend. Um, Have a wonderful weekend, and adios, everybody. Pero el día que yo me muera Sé que tendrás que llorar Llorar, llorar Llorar, llorar Dirás que no me quisiste Pero vas a estar muy triste Y así te vas a quedar
siempre lo que quiero Y mi palabra es la ley No tengo trono ni reina Ni nadie que me comprenda Pero sigo siendo el Enseñó que mi destino era rodar y rodar. Rodar y rodar, rodar y rodar. Luego me dijo un arriero que no hay que llegar primero, pero hay que saber llegar. Con dinero y sin dinero hago siempre lo que quiero y mi palabra es la ley no tengo trono ni reina ni nadie que me comprenda pero sigo siendo el To beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.